Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 54th episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this wonderful duo. My name is Steve. He's one half, ladies and gentlemen, but today he's feeling like a quarter because my man feels sick. Steve, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day outside. Ladies and gentlemen, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, evening, afternoon, wherever you might be. My name is Dan Ramirez. Welcome to episode 54 of Heroes of Noise. Yeah, dude, I woke up and my throat was on fire, dog. On fire. Hey, you want me to swab it for you? Oh. Oh. <laughs> so this is going to be a, I got good news for everybody. My boy Dan is going to carry this show today because he has the shoulders of a freaking linebacker. Well, actually have the chest of a linebacker, but that is neither here nor there. A little early, buddy. It's a little early for that shit. <laughs> Save your energy. Conserve. Oh, gee. I, I am. I'm trying. I'm trying. How's your day going, man? I am just simply here waiting for you to get with the program, man. I understand that this is your annual, like literally your annual sick day. Yeah, it is. This is, I normally, and the funny thing is I normally get my cold around January, February. And this time I was like, oh, no, 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 not this time. But oddly enough, we like, I think it's the gym. I really think it's the gym that's getting me, that got me. And now I see why people walk around in that Sub-Zero mask. That's what I'm going to start doing. Let's talk about that for a second. I was going to ask you about that. And I'm glad you just happened to bring that up like randomly because I was at the gym the other day and there was like four people walking around with those things. I have to assume that it like maybe it messes with the air pressure and makes you breathe harder, making the workout more intense, or it's just something that doesn't work. People have said it works. And so people use it. Like if I, if these guys that are like bros, will see somebody else using it. Who's like, I'm going to get one. You're walking around looking like Sub-Zero. Just <laughs> calm down. Just calm down. Do you think it's for like mountain climbing or, or cycling in the mountains or something where the where the um, the altitude is different? You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> do I know what I'm saying? Well, I, I would imagine I would imagine that it's probably for like if you say, like hey, I'm going to go. Yes, I'm going to go to Colorado or I'm going to go to Machu Picchu or something like that. And I'm, I'm preparing myself. These fucking people aren't going to Machu Picchu. Trust me. The people I've seen are not going to Machu Picchu. This is true. This is very, very true. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, but now I don't see people doing, it used, it was a thing for a minute. Now I'm seeing less and less people doing it. I think the thing now, and maybe it has been a thing, the thing at the gym now is um, like all the, all the female workout people are wearing, like yoga pants are it. You don't work out in shorts anymore. You work out in yoga pants. I'm like, okay, that's a thing now. You got complaints about that or what? I do not have complaints about that at all. I just was <laughs> like, oh, the more, the more I see people around, I'm like, they've probably been always comfortable, but I'm just now noticing them maybe because I just didn't know. Like everyone is yoga pants. Even at school, people were wearing yoga pants. Yeah, that's just a thing now, man. I'm on a track pants kick, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, I just jammed down to my local... Sports Authority, no plug there, intended, and pick myself up some track pants, man. I'm feeling quite comfortable now because I'm all gym. You know, I, I go to the gym a lot now. Run around. Look at this I guy. I cycle. Look at this guy. Look is it truly cycling if you're on a stationary bike? I guess it's not, but it is but that's what I'm doing. I like it. I take my pre-workouts now. Oh, oh, that's right. You do do the pre-workout. How's that working for you? 
sorry for the brand names again, but I'm on some shit called Mr. Hyde. <laughs> uh huh. I've seen it. Yeah. It's got like it's it. got like um, 420 grams of caffeine in it. You take a, a spoonful of that shit, boy. Woo! It's awesome. Yeah, you better be working out for a minute. I am, except sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just come home and start texting people. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Guys, let me tell you a quick story real quick. I'm going to make it very, very brief. Yeah. We won't get into all the uh, the details of it or anything like that. But uh, the other night, yeah. I took some pre-workout and I went to work. And the work hours were very short. So I come home and I'm all charged up, right? And I'm trying to, um, there's this contest that well, I'm not quite ready to disclose the information on because I'm not sure if we did it right just yet, but there's this contest that I want to enter. And uh, I was all charged up about it, man, because this stuff just makes me go and go and go. So I, <laughs> so I decided to hit Steve up at you know the best time of the night to text somebody is at two o'clock in the morning. But uh, I was just a little bit overcharged about things. I was excited, over-enthused would be a word. But here's the situation. Now, people, hear me out for just a second. Have you ever been in that situation where you're texting someone, right? And in your head, you've got nice tone. Like you think, yeah, yeah, I'm just talking, you know, and you know you're not meaning anything by it. But on the other side, and maybe you've been the reciprocator of this, not you, Steve, because we know you have. Um, it's like you're dealing with an asshole on the other side of the of the, the message, right? So that was me on, when was it, Friday night, Saturday night? I don't even remember. But uh, yeah, I think it was Friday. Friday. Yeah, so I pissed Steve off, guys. I really did. And I feel bad about it, man. Oh, I know we already talked it out. It. No, no, no. I'm just saying we already talked about it and everything. But it's, I just, I've decided that I will not do any more early morning, late night texting because the the intonation of things you can't hear it, so you don't know exactly where someone's coming from. You know what I mean? I totally. Yeah, yeah, I totally. So it's just yeah. a lot easier to have a conversation one on one that way. It can quickly yeah. be said like, whoa, what did you just say? Maybe even better face to face because yeah. f- the faces never lie. Yeah. A, a lot of my responses were fairly quick because I'm like, wait, clarify this for me yeah. real quick. And Dan will be like, look, here's what I'm telling <laughs> you. You have been lazy. You have been lazy and I have I, I did not use the word lazy. Will you get to my level or not? <laughs> it's your call because <laughs> I don't need to do the podcasting thing. I'm doing it. I was like, this guy is on one tonight. So what you're hearing is Steve's We can either do it my way. Oh, we could either do it my way or we could totally blow this whole podcast thing. Your call. You're hearing Steve's interpretation of it, ladies and gentlemen. That is not <laughs> what I was saying. What I really meant was, hey, listen, are you as crazy as me or am I just being crazy right now? Because I can tone it down if I'm being too crazy. That's really what it was. But I understand why you but, heard yes. or you interpreted what you read. I, I get it. But that was not I'm totally joking, Jay. Are you, I'm though? joking. And I'm trying, well, I'm trying to joke, <laughs> but my body's just like, no. Yeah, man, I feel bad for you. I offer, you know, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I actually offered to put this off for a day or two so Steve yeah. can feel better because it's very rare that he's sick. And I know you're sick. Uh, and he said, no, the show must go on. So thank you, Freddie Mercury. Oh, you know, it's funny. I just got in, like, I got super into that song. And I don't know why it's been on the for the last week or so. I've been on that one and Days of Our Lives, and it's depressing. But I love the songs. You going with them deep cuts? You're not just a radio yeah. friendly Queen guy. Like you listen to the deep cuts. No, I'm not a Radio Gaga. I don't mean necessarily friendly. Radio Gaga. I'm just talking about you know what they play on the radio. Oh, dude, yes, you, I'm, you're I'm more like than in, that. Uh, Yes, I'm like, right now, I'm digging, also digging deep into Share Heart Attack. Oh, see, you beat me. I'm not a Queen fan to that degree. Oh, dude, you're, they, they, were, they, were, they were incredible from Jump, and you just hear their growth. It's pretty incredible. 
Um, you know, just like us, we were incredible from the very, very first preacher podcast. I'll give you no argument. You just heard our growth. <laughs> <laughs> we were great, and then we just grew into. I know that you. I don't. You know what's funny? The preacher first preacher podcast was great. The first heroes podcast. I don't know how that one sound. I don't know. I think we sounded fantastic. I think that was a great one. Matter of fact, we got email like right off the jump from that one, which was actually pretty cool. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. From our, you know, our our word listeners. But it was nice of them to do so. They could have been like, hey, can we just get a little more of that uh, word action and not this hero shit? So we're doing okay. Did they say that? No. Oh, you are out of it today, sir. No, no, no. I'm just saying they were complimentary to oh, us. Oh, They okay. didn't ask for Sorry. more word. Sorry. They were saying, hey, we okay. like this, this uh, hero stuff. I'm catching up to you, Dan. I am catching it's up to you. It's odd when you're not sharp, and it's okay, man. I get it. Dude. I feel bad. Whew. No, don't don't feel bad. It's just, um, it's my brain is like, I guess it's, it's, it feels like my brain is using the power to keep me functioning. And it's like, we could either be quick and you feel horrible, or we could deal with this issue going on in our body and take <laughs> some of that over, and you've got to be slow. But- Again, I'm quick enough to kind of keep up with the man himself, Danathan the Man. At your service, sir. I'm going to do you a favor real quick. Before we start getting into everything, let's get the contact information. Yeah. The way. I'm saving you Go for it, man. a little bit of verbiage, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time I it is. Let's that. go ahead and do yes. this. Hi, everyone. I'm the well one today. My name is Dan Ramirez, and welcome to the Heroes of Noise podcast. Should you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. That is Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, hit us up at Heroes of Noise. Me, Dan, you can get me at Dan Q Public. And Sticky over there, Steve Hudson at SE underscore Hudson Music. We're on Facebook at Heroes of Noise. I say this every time. You, sh- you should know the group by now, but just in case you're listening for the first time, go to www.heroesofnoise.com, y'all, and just do everything right there. It's one-stop shopping. There's voicemail. You can go and shop if you want. You want to buy some stuff? I'm not going to pimp it on here, but it's there for you. You can subscribe to the show, and incidentally, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all that shit. That's where we are. And then, of course, always go down. Oh, another thing, too. If you buy something from us... Again, your choice completely. Send us a picture, will you? Because now there's a little thing where we're putting up pictures of people that are wearing our gear. And I think it's dope. You guys look fantastic, by the way. Just a little something I'd offer. Keep scrolling. Go ahead. See that new section right there? That's all of our interviews that we've done. I decided to put something up there. So you want to hear the interviews, what we do? They're all right there in one spot. Both the word and Heroes of Noise. Keep on scrolling. Go ahead. All right. See that? That's the Pods of Justice section right there. Those are our homies, all of our friends right there, most of them, but I got to be honest with you, I only got room for six. Perhaps I should juggle them around a little bit. I'm not entirely sure, but everything's right there for you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the contact info for Heroes of Noise. I'm turning it back to the one, the only, Steve Hudson. Okay, this is such a random tangent. Podcasting is changing, bro. It is. All kinds of shit's happening. Are you talking about the Spotify news? That is insane. Gimlet has existed for three years, dude. And it's getting acquired for $230 million. Wow. What are we doing wrong? 230. Well, we don't have 30, um, uh, 30 different shows. And also, we sleep. And that's something <laughs> Alex Bloomberg did not do for the last three. I mean, I got to give it to him. We love the like, cocaine. Had, gee, I don't know how. But then again, he was... You know, he came up under Ira Glass, and Ira Glass is a, I mean, dude, just from this American life. I mean, I know, right? 
from this American life alone, seeing how hard Ira Glass worked, I would have been like, I don't know if I want to do that for a living. But he's like, yeah, I want to do that thing. And in three years, he's freaking got acquired for $230 million. Um, I don't know how much of that is um, uh, stock options and how much of that is actual liquid. But regardless, that is a... Now, what I really want to know is what you want to know. What? How does this affect the podcasters on his network? Do they see any of that, I wonder? Or is that just for the CEO? That's what I want to know. I was like, if you're podcasting on Gimlet, Gimlet's network, do you see part of that buyout? And I don't know if you do. I don't know. So are these people just giving up their shows? Is that what you're saying? Like, here you go. Here's our show, Spotify. It's a Gimlet property. Like, if you're on Gimlet's network, it's a Gimlet property. So if you're on Gimlet's network, you're probably getting paid, I'd assume, yeah. right? I don't see that's just it. How I don't I don't think I don't know if they would get paid or unless they I think they would just like Gimlet now or Spotify now has control of their now. Oh, we own your network. So whatever you're getting paid before, you're getting paid that now. The only way you would probably get paid is if you relinquish your rights to your and it's not theirs anyway. Hmm. They're relinquishing rights to like that's what essentially what Alex Bloomberg is doing. He's like what I have. I'm now giving to you. But the podcasters, I don't know how much of the rights to their show, either A, they're willing to give up, or B, they could give up for money. So it's a very, this is a big change. I would recommend anyone that's interested in podcasting, keep abreast of this and find out more importantly than the $230 million, which is an astronomical amount. Um, Aside from that, try to keep abreast on whether the podcasters themselves are getting paid or not. Because if not, I think podcasters need to be like, okay, that's not going to happen when I sell. <laughs> I'm going to need to get on top of, or and the contracts may change. Now people are going to put in their contracts, hey, I own this much of this idea. But when you're under, Gimlet's a... Read the fine print, people. Dude, I don't know how he did that in three years. Then again, Instagram sold in less than, what do they say, a year? Instagram was made and sold in like a year and some change. We're in the wrong business, dude. I keep saying it. I mean, we're in Gimlet's business. <laughs> now, if we don't want to sleep for three years and listen to every show on 30 shows, well, then, yeah. I mean, that will probably work. But, dude, that's a beast of a three years. He didn't know it was going to be three years. He was like, this is the unforeseeable future. I'm going to be doing this thing. And now, was it worth it? I'm going to go with yes. I have to go with yes. We shall see. It's worth it for somebody, but is it worth it for everybody? For for Alex Bloomberg, it's worth it. For Alex Bloomberg, it's totally worth it. You know what's weird? I, I remember listening to the first episode of the first show he had. The first episode of the first show called Startup, where it was him starting his new podcasting company and him recording him doing it. I remember that. It's freaking wild. They grow so fast. That's what they say. Okay, now okay, now I'm gonna hand it back over to my boy Dan because my uh, my throat is saying okay. <clears throat> had your fun. <laughs> wow. Hold on a second, Steve. I'll be right back. Wow. I'll be right back. Yeah, man. No. All right, bro. Guys, we pause for just a quick second. I have to get a new setup, Steve. See, the family is they're not doing anything wrong in the house, but the way that the house is built, the way that my room where I record is versus the living room, catches all the bass from the television and stuff. And if I can hear it through these noise canceling headphones. That's an issue. You know what I mean? For me, because you know me, I've got to be taking all that crap out so you people can have a good audiophonic experience 
But uh, what's happening as a result is I'm actually going outside and turning into that lady that you see in the movies where they're like, hey, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm, I'm telling my of family course. to be quiet now because – and they're just trying to live. So that's not good. So I've got to get a new situation. This whole uh, – you may have uh, recall, ladies and gentlemen, that we were talking about that I have a space in my house that we can dedicate to a podcast studio. This makes me want to do it even quicker now. So I think we're going to have to get on this, Steve, once you get better. I mean, I could just go over there and help you today if you'd like me to. Yeah, okay. You know, well, come on by. Get, yeah, get you everybody sick. What time do you want to do this? Uh, well, uh, let's see here. I have a good five minutes open as soon as I pick up my son. <laughs> ah, see, you see how it is? That's five strong minutes, though. Strong. strong. Oh, you know what's funny? Speaking of, never mind. Nope, I'm not going to do that. I can't. I don't have the voice for it. Otherwise, it's just going to take 20 minutes. So go ahead. I'm sorry. So we're not going to hear your famous laugh today. You know, the people are going to be disappointed. Oh, dude, it was so funny too to me. It's only funny to me what I was about to say. So it's good that, you know, this is teaching me how to hold back, hold back, save some. <laughs> Wait, no, no, hold back. Save some room for later, Augustus. Hey, man, have you seen anything on the internet that has given you pleasure to, besides, I'm not talking about porn, Steve, but anything that has given you some kind of amusement or pleasure or anything like that on the internet and in the past week or so? Because I have. I'm just curious if you um, have. I have seen, you know me, I have seen about 184 things that made me cry. Not, not cry like sad, like laughing, laughing so hard I cried. There has been a few things that I'm just like, and I just... It's just absolutely funny in the last week. I've seen this guy. He's now my favorite person mm-hmm. on the internet. And before I start, I'm going to let you guys know right up front, I'm not the most religious person in the world, okay? So when I go into this next segment, trust me, folks, I'm not making fun of the man because of his beliefs. I'm not making fun of the guy. I am admiring him for his, um, and believe me, this is a this is a visual thing. So once you hear it, go find it. But this Oh, dude, and you know you know he Oh, I'm sorry. Before you start, you know he got this from somebody. No. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, go ahead. What do you mean he got it from somebody? Like like he's he's the second dude to do this. Oh, then I got to see the first. Yeah, the first one was a brother. Ah, okay. But he was so over the top. Like he was a um, you know, what do you call the um public access? Yeah. And he would uh, yeah, after he was done preaching, he would start dancing and play mystical and have the Bible with him. But this this is a fool, though. You know what I mean? Like, this is this. <laughs> I mean, oh, so was he. <laughs> so was he. The dude was cussing yeah. and singing along. And I was and everybody was like, he's the dancing pastor, like pop locking. Oh, man. After he was done. We should and, we should have discussed like, this. Would tell the, I would have actually pulled up yeah, some audio could, for it. Um, you don't want to pull. It's so. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's like this. You have to see it. Yeah, yeah. Like this thing is just like this thing. Like if you see it, then it's like, oh, I get the funny thing about this. But go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, this guy, I don't even know his name, but if you look up pop locking Cholo for Jesus on YouTube, you're going to find this guy. Now, again, I'm not making fun of him for his beliefs or anything like that, because anything that gives you that much joy, I say go for it, because really, what else have you got to lose? Right. But. Just listen to this man's enthusiasm. So what he's doing here, folks, this is a dude in his living room reading from the Bible until he decides to start pop-locking. And, uh, well, just listen. ...of the devil, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword... The sword, Steve. ...of the spirit, which is the word of God, Jesus Christ, <laughs> put on huh, the arm of God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. We love you, 
God. So we do it for God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Belt of truth. Belt of truth, Steve. Jesus Christ. Here comes God, a chest plate. There it is. He just grabs Jesus his he grabs at his sternum and rips open and says chest plate of God. You love you, God. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that shit? Yo. That's my oh, shit please. right there. Steve, this dude is amazing. I love him so much. He is definitely an interesting guy. And you know what's interesting? The funny thing is. I think for anyone who's been in church, it's not shocking at all. Oh, I've seen some amazing, yes, amazing stuff in churches happen. There's this, <laughs> there's this video that someone edited, obviously, but it's this. I believe it's a black preacher, and he is like throw. It's like he's doing the force on people. He's throwing lightning bolts oh, yeah. at them, and whole rows yeah. of people are falling like dominoes. Oh yes, that's the best oh, yes. thing ever, man. It's pretty, pretty. I sent you the original one you can watch it later and uh it's like man these pre i think it's gonna be a thing it's about to be a thing these pop locking preachers are about to be the thing because a lot of these preachers weren't always preachers so i think they're gonna be like oh i can still do that it's just like homeboy that was about to moonwalk congressman that was about to moonwalk <laughs> during the press conference <laughs> I'm like oh i used to do these things this is a wacky ass time dude dude we live we live in a time like i guarantee rem was correct considering now because it is the end of the world as we know it <laughs> it's the end. yeah man they were telling us something back in the 80s we should have been listening to them that was 80s wasn't Listen it? this then you shall call and the lord shall answer then you shall cry and the lord shall say <laughs> uh-oh what's he doing <laughs> <laughs> I want to get these two guys together, man. Oh shit. Dance off. I know what I'm doing for the rest of the day. I'm putting together a video, Steve. <laughs> guys, this one, you gotta check this one out, because again, this as we said already, this is definitely a visual thing. Look up Rev X the Healing Dance. Ooh, Listen this is here, bro. <laughs> Birds are true. You get stuck and see me with the bird's eye view. Gee, I told you, Doc. <laughs> Do you think God gets mad? You know I don't. <laughs> Is it God? I mean, look, dude. Here's the thing. They could be doing other stuff. They could. There's a lot of knucklehead stuff they could be doing. That's true. Instead, it keeps them out of they're trouble. doing this. It keeps them out of trouble. It's like graffiti. Exactly. Yeah, it's like graffiti. It keeps you out of trouble. Bingo. Do you know how to, did you ever do graffiti? Yeah, I can't draw. That ain't happening. Jesus Christ. That's so funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what did you do to that? What? That's just Mr. Slave. Jesus Christ. I've never heard of that. South Park, man. Oh, I never watched South Park. Oh, you're killing my bits today, Steve. What am I going to do with you? Gee, okay. Number one, it's a that's the one show that I wasn't on the ground floor of that was really popular. I thought you watched South Park. No, I just watched. You know how ever so often it'll be on TV and you'll watch it? I never was like, people literally know quotes from that. And I don't know quotes. I can't really quote it very much. 
Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh, perhaps, but... I remember him. I thought you were really into Matt Stone I, and Trey Parker for some reason. I thought you were... Uh, no, I, and I uh, their documentary was really good. Ah, okay, all right. I mean, I don't know how they... Like, even at the end of the documentary, I said, how did they do that in that amount of time? And then they had to do it again, and again, and again. I'm like, I don't understand how they push out a show that quickly. I don't get it. They are freaking workhorses, dude. One week, man. So, yeah, that's what I like That's crazy. Them. How anyway? Well, here's the I'm take home, ladies and gentlemen. You got to check out the Pop Lock and Cholo for Jesus, and check out Rev X. Hey, Steve. Before we move on, man, I think that we uh, need to give some thanks to a couple of gentlemen from overseas that were gracious enough to have us on their show. What two bruvs might you be talking about? Well, that would be none of <laughs> that would be none other than the Blurds or us, my friend. That would be Big T and Ace. Guys, thank you so much for having us on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not heard the show, we are on episode 97 of Blurds Are Us. The gentlemen, they're, they're actual gentlemen and scholars from across the pond. I love these guys. They were great. Thank you for having us on. I enjoyed the hell out of myself, Steve. How about you? I freaking had a bl- I have not... It's been a long time since I laughed that hard. And I, I was just... As you remember, how many, how many times was I cracking up? Oh, I don't know, man. Because, like... You know, what's really weird about that is that it actually drowned, not you per, per se, but I was the one that got drowned out in that for some reason, man. I think I need to start speaking up or something like you, your guys' voices were so powerful. Mine just kept getting drowned out. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. But anyway, we want to say thank you very much to Blurds R Us for having us on. Gentlemen, we're going to return the favor very soon. Um, announcement, Steve, what else we got? I'm starting to put out the feelers of who would like to come on the show. So if you're interested in coming on the show, you may have already expressed that to us. Look out. There's going to be something coming at you pretty soon, I think. Steve and I have talked about it. We want to do at least, what do we say, Steve? At least one show, probably one show for starters a month with mm-hmm. guests on. Because of our schedule, we don't want to flake out on people and things like that. But we want to have people on. And then also, ladies and gentlemen, we've got some reviews. So I'd like to read these to you. These are iTunes reviews, Steve. Uh, the first one we have says, this is the title, The Heroes We Need and Deserve. I like that. Five stars right off the bat says, I started listening to this podcast after Dan and I were guests on Pop Culture Leftovers. So that tells me right away that this is coming from Rebecca Daling, ladies and gentlemen. She's a wonderful woman. You can hear her on Pop Culture Leftovers all the time. Hi, Rebecca. And boy, am I kicking myself that I didn't start listening sooner. Steve and Dan cover movies, comics, TV shows, as well as music. Not only do they complement each other perfectly, their chemistry is great, humor is spot on, and I'm a big fan of Steve's laugh. Rebecca, I'm sorry. There will be none of that today. Listen to these guys for a bright spot of positivity in your week. So thank you. That one comes from Rebecca. We really thank appreciate you, Rebecca. You showing some love to us. You are awesome. Another one we have, Steve, comes from this is now this one's coming from I believe this is Sean. Sean has a show with a guy named Quentin, and the show is called Real Zodiac. And this is another one called uh, this, what's this one called, Steve? It's called Amazing Podcast by even more amazing guys. I'm already touched. Five stars again. So it's been listening for a while now. The show is a little bit of everything. Good info? Check. Knowledge about movies? Check. Pop culture? Check. Humor? Check, check. Dan and Steve have amazing chemistry and always take the time to answer people on Twitter. They inspired me to start my own podcast, and Dan has been a plethora of advice and support. Thanks, guys, by the way. That noisy episode. 11 out of 10. Thank you, Sean. That Thanks, man. Awesome, They're dude. still Thank talking you, about the noises, man. It's fantastic. You guys are awesome. Thank you so very much, man. Okay, guys, I'm going to take it easy on Steve today. We're just going to get down to the the business of things, Steve. Um, what have you been watching, sir? Okay, so I was surfing. You don't surf Netflix, I don't think, or streaming sites. You kind of do. It's a, 
online. I'm, I'm more of a peruser. I peruse. There we go. I was perusing. And I came across something that I had not seen before. And you know how me and, uh, you know, it said, hey, you would probably like this. And so I was just like, okay, fine. Let me check it out. And uh, it was called Await Further Instructions. And what it is, is this family is together on Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever holiday. And they're sitting there and all of a sudden the TV goes black and then it comes back on and says, uh, you have been, no, no, actually what happens, oh, I can't tell you that part. But anyway, something happens and they're like, what is going on? And all of a sudden the TV comes on and says, you have been sealed off for decontamination. They're like, decontamination? What the crap is that? And they're like, yes, we have taken control over whatever. And it's these TV messages that are giving them like it all of a sudden say, someone in your house is infected. Get rid of them. And now everyone looks at each other. And you're wondering, how is the TV communicating? How is the TV watching them? And why are they trapped in this house? You have no idea what's going on. And that's the hence the, sh- the term await further instructions. It is fairly brutal. There are some um, really cool amputations, which I was really impressed with. Uh, and the payoff, they stuck the landing. Like I said, yes. At the end, you're like, it's so over the top, but yes, that is the only thing that could have been doing this, that thing. Yep. That works. I really dug it. I had no idea what I was going to get in, which is why I recommend no one watching the trailer because go in, not knowing what the crap is going to happen. Just go in like, wow, this is a movie. You will like it, especially if you like horror and if you like um, anything like, oh, I can't even say that. If you like anything that is unexplained throughout the movie and then it pays off at the end, you will totally dig um, Await Further Instructions. You know what I'm getting out of this? And it's probably nothing similar to it, but it kind of reminds me of, say, the level of intensity that like Saw may have where there's that. There's a time limit of things that you have to, you That's know what I mean? It. You got to, or perhaps, uh, what's another one? Like we were watching, um, oh God, all the creatures were stirring in the first segment with the office, something so like that. Yes. Yes. That's what's happening. They're saying, and then they'll just have them like, they'll say, wash your body from top to bottom with bleach. And they're like, well, I guess we have to do this, right? It's, and you do, they have no choice. You kind of have to do this. And it's very interesting. I'm like, yeah, what would I do if random messages started coming up on my TV and I couldn't get out of my house? What would I do? This was on Netflix. It's on Netflix. All right. Await further instructions. I will check it out, man, and I'll let you know. Uh, It's right up your alley. You've really been doing the horror thing strongly lately, haven't you? Um, Only because recently a lot of horror has come out that has been insanity. Like, it's been, like, I don't know if, well, you know that they did a purge. Oh, no, no, uh, what's the word? Pun intended. Thank you. Oh, my God. Steven, um, what's going know, on with you today, dude. buddy? Uh, they did a purge at Amazon Prime of, you know, all those indie m- movies that seemed like they were done on videotape? Yeah. They got rid of all of them. And at first I was really excited. I'm like, great. Now I don't got to worry about Bootsy horror movies. But then, you know, a lot of the independent directors got online and was like, you know what? This is our only shot. And I'm like, damn, they're right. Yeah, Amazon just did a huge purge. Thousands of horror movies gone. Like, 
indies, you know, student like student films that they actually put a lot into. Now Amazon just purged them. Gone. Why do you suppose that is? Um, I think they got enough. You know how Amazon's big on reviews. And some people, they'll go on to horror movies. And this is one trick. Sometimes the cover is so good that they expect the movie to look like the cover. And when it doesn't, they'll probably review the movie before it's even done. They're like, this garbage movie, da 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 They don't understand that, you know what? Someone put $5,000 into this movie that they didn't have. And they actually completed a film and got it on the Amazon Prime. And since they got such bad reviews on them, Amazon just went on a purge, took them all off. So how do these kids how do these kids get seen? And again, I was one of the stupid ones that were just like, "Well, good. Now we ain't got to watch all those videotaped." But then I look back, I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's also messed up because there's no other there Netflix isn't going to take it. Hulu's not going to take it. Amazon Prime was the only one showing these films." Shutter's not going to take it because they have to be really careful about what they put on their platform. So what happens now? That's what I was going to ask you. You don't think Shutter will just because they're too not that they're new, but they're starting to really climb into the forefront. So they yes. don't want to like destroy they can't their brand. Afford, like right now, you could push ninety percent of their movies. You push play, it looks good. They don't want to risk it where it's like, well, I guess I got to really sift through every trailer to make sure that this isn't a student film of some sort. And it sucks, dude. You know, that's, I mean, they really, I don't even know how they did it, but it was an overnight purge. Gone, man. When you're saying VHS movies or however you put it, videotape, you're just saying they look like they're yes. super, super low budget. Yeah, super low budget. You're And the thing is, they put all the money into the artwork because that is what makes you stop and push play. But it doesn't look as good as the artwork does. And so you're sitting there like, well, this movie, you know, I expected more. But again, they tried. They're out there trying. Who knows? You know, you might be, you know, making the next Guillermo del Toro, but he has to start somewhere. And now that those movies are gone, I don't know the platform for which these, you know, independent horror directors can go. You know, they can't get a big budget movie. And big budget to them is $50,000. That's a lot of money, dude. What about YouTube? Not YouTube premium, but like just put them out on YouTube and and then maybe, I don't know. I'm just trying to make these guys feel better. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Because when, when they're like, well, go from Amazon Prime to YouTube, they're going to be like, okay, yeah. Our, and 99% of them are on YouTube. But the upgrade was Amazon. They got them on the Amazon. But now I don't, it, I think it was a good move business-wise. Fantastic move terrible move for the future of of these directors terrible move because someone's going to make a platform where it's nothing but these movies and i think it's going to do well i think it will do well it's going to be a niche audience but it's going to always have money i think it's going to do just fine but amazon was just like yeah we're done and so they purged them which is why now any horror movie i you know, a lot of the horror movies that I push play on there at least look good. That's why I've been on a horror kick because they're all going to look decent and be decent. Whereas you're kind of rolling the dice on an indie movie, but at least I gave them a shot. Yeah, they're just in the void now. They're just they're just out there in purgatory somewhere. It's purgatory. Purgatory, ladies and gentlemen, he's back, my man. That was my See, that was my. There it is. I, I There's tried. your hill, Mary. 
but I loved, <laughs> I, yeah, I really liked uh, Await Further Instructions. And I'm telling you guys, it sticks to the landing, but you won't walk away feeling great. All right, I'll check it out. I'll take the challenge, sir. I got one for you. Take a break. Go Sit back it. and let, just you. listen to what Thank I have to you. say, sir. All right. So on, on Saturday night, it was no ordinary Saturday night. You know, we had the Super Bowl, which was garbage, by the way. I'm not even a big football fan, and I can tell you that that Super Bowl was garbage. The Ooh, halftime no. show, garbage. Like, Maroon 5, garbage. You get my point. However, Saturday night was not just your ordinary Saturday night, Steve. It was the super Saturday night. And do you know why, Steve? I do know why, but I'm going to let you say it. Ah, you're no fun. Guys, really, he's no fun today. Uh, we got the Foo Fighter, Steve. Super Saturday Night was on DirecTV. Now, guys, you can still watch this, okay? Because it was kind of advertised as a DirecTV exclusive. It was streamed on DirecTV on Twitter. So if you want to watch it, just add at DirecTV. That's what exactly what it is, at DirecTV. And you can catch the rewatch on this. I think it's on Facebook, too. But let me tell you what. Fantastic show. It proves why the Foo Fighters are... Honestly, one of the truly biggest and greatest rock bands that still live. These guys were knocking it out of the fucking park. So I'm going to tell you some facts about this, Steve. Did you know anything about the venue? I did not know anything about the venue. All right. So they built this temporary venue that's adjacent to uh, the Atlantic Station. This thing was 72,000 square feet, three stories. Mind you, this was only for the show. It took them 45 days to build. Three stories. They built a 72-foot by 56-foot wide stage. And uh, the place held 8,500 fans. There was an elevated lounge area for VIPs that, you know, they constructed that just for the VIP people. And then, of course, there was this other area that had 400 to 500 DirecTV members. And then there was this other level that was even more private for like your super high end guests. I imagine maybe some of the football players or just movie stars and whatnot. You know what I mean? Steve. But the crazy, the crazy. Yeah, you, of course, of course, there's always a place for you. But the thing that gets me is that they built this thing. And they're breaking it down by February 20th. That's just insane to me. I'm hoping that they're saving that shit and they're just going to move it to whatever, you know, wherever the next Super Bowl is because it was a beautiful stage. They did a fantastic job. Not only were the Foo Fighters there, but Run the Jewels were there. They played a set. The Foo Fighters came on at 1130. They played 20 songs, which is actually a fairly short set for them. Normally they play around like three hours or so. I've seen them four times now. And as they're getting, you know, more progressed in the years, they actually play longer. Sometimes they'll just freaking play until the the police tell them to stop or whatever. But it was awesome. They had some guests I think you might be interested in, at least one of them for sure. Uh, There's a point where Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, takes the mic and he steps out. And uh, you know who sat down in his place, Steve? Who? Roger Taylor from Queen. Oh, that's interesting. And they played Under Pressure. Come on. And that's something that they've, well, not Roger Taylor, but they've actually been doing that for the last couple of tours where he'll come out and he'll do Under Pressure. And sometimes they'll have, um, like, who'd they have played with them before? I'm blanking on the name of the band right now, but, uh, oh God, it'll come to me later on when it's not important. But anyway, they've had, there was this other band that they played with and uh, the guy looked like freaking Freddie Mercury a little bit. It sounded nothing like him, but they, but he looked like him. It was crazy. He had the big teeth and everything. And, um, that was just the last time I saw them too. But, um, they played under pressure. So that's been their thing for at least two tours now. But Roger Taylor took the drums. They played that. Do you know who Dave Cause is? I do. He's a saxophone player. Dave Cause, of all people, comes out. And they do this song called La Di Da from the last album, which is actually really good. And then we got into Zach Brown from the Zach Brown Band and Tom Morello yeah. from Rage Against the Machine and oh, Audio yeah. Slave. And they played War Pigs by Black Sabbath. And then Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction comes out and they did Mountain Song, which was 
really awesome. Perry's looking a little scary, though, because his face is all pulled back. I- I'm talking about people. I'm not sure you know who I'm talking about, if you can see them. But um, Perry Farrell was always kind of haggard looking, even when he was younger. So now he's like pulled back and it just it's kind of eerie. You know what I mean? He still sounds good. But he's got that that weird thing where the cheekbones get all high and shiny and so kind of like Mickey Rourke. Yeah, but not quite as scary as Mickey Rourke. But anyway, <laughs> enough about Perry Farrell. But anyway, yeah, that was just an awesome show. So if you guys have not seen the Foo Fighters live, and maybe you're thinking of getting into the Foo Fighters, for instance, uh, Shannon, one of our listeners, she said, you know, I've never really been a, fo- a fan of the Foo Fighters. Where could I start? This is the place to start because you're going to get a good idea of how good they are live. They did so many cool things in this that I'm not going to get into because that ruins the show for you. But I highly recommend you watch this. This one is getting the highest of ratings, Steve. It's getting five out of five foos. That is a good freaking rating system. By the way, what did you rate your uh, your uh, await further instructions? I didn't even ask you. I'm sorry. Uh, 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5. Not bad. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Totally worth a watch then. Uh, no, there's no question. I, I would recommend... I would totally recommend watching this movie. And I will, you know, it's funny. I, I wanted to watch the Foo Fighters thing, but the one thing I couldn't get was exactly what time it was. So I was just like, okay, what time does this happen? And it kind of was more, it was more the, uh, they were doing a lot of commercials for it. And it was like, oh man, this looks really cool. I thought the commercial was genius. It was just genius. Like, I'm like, how did they get so many people for this commercial, for this ad? Are you talking about where they're um, where they're dressed up like in football mm-hmm. players and they do that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. They were the jackalopes. I really loved it. And so um, you already know me. You know that I'll watch anything Dave, Dave Grohl is involved in. So I'll definitely check it out. Um, I'll even I'll probably just go right to the Foo Fighters set. I know you've been curious to see what they're like live. I want to see them live, dude. I really do. I really Ain't want nothing to see like them the live. real thing, baby. But it's still good. Yeah, And you've seen them like 138 times. Four times, Steve. Let's not exaggerate. Has it only been four? It's only been four. Seems like nine. Oh, I didn't but know that. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, wow. dude, they're, they are by far my favorite live band. There's no other band that I think does a better job just as far as entertainment goes. Um, wow. Just the, ener- the energy that they put off. You know what I mean? It just, it just feels like a big rock show. And Dave Grohl threw out a nice little jab at the Super Bowl, too. He's like, this isn't a halftime show. This is a good time show. Because it was. Oh, nice. Because, I mean, uh, do I even really want to, you know what, I'm not even going to get into it because it's mean to talk about the Maroon 5 halftime show, but that was just straight garbage. Did you happen to catch I mean, any dude, of that? No, I did not. I, it's I, just I terrible. Think, yeah, it's, it's, but the thing is, here's the thing, we don't have, I was, it's so funny you say this. I was list. I was watching randomly, I don't ask. I watched Phil Collins in concert last night. And um, it was in 84. Four for the Invisible Touch tour. Is it 84? Anyway, and he was doing Tonight, Tonight, Tonight. And I said, we don't have stadium songs anymore. Like where the crowd, Tonight, 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 uh, where the crowd gets in or they do the, uh, he also did um, uh, This is the World We Live. Oh, I'm like, oh, these are stadium songs. Queen had stadium songs he said i wrote songs imagining what a thought what thousands of people would do to this michael jackson was like i didn't write songs for cds i wrote songs to be like what could i do in front of people with this the only people with stadium songs is bruno and beyonce i think that's the problem like when you get maroon five for a super bowl they don't have stadium music that's not they wrote music for the studio whereas when you look at someone like prince Prince has stadium songs. 
Let's Go Crazy is a stadium song. That's why I'm like, why did they get Maroon 5? They should have got, if anybody, they should have gotten it. Because um, Foo Fighters already did it, right? No, they haven't done it. There's a reason for it. it. Oh, well, Dave Grohl, well, I don't know if it's like true, but this is his speculation. I was just reading this the other day. I guess he was at a party somewhere in, he was out of the country. I can't remember. Maybe like Sweet. It doesn't even matter where he was, but he was at this party. And it just so happens that he got into a conversation with the guy that actually puts on the entertainment for the okay. halftime show. And he was, he just said something kind of smart ass to him. Like, I don't even know if we, if we would even do that. Or he said, I can't remember how he put it, but he's thinking that maybe he's sort of, you know, rub that dude the wrong way. So they haven't been invited. But it just seems like they're like the perfect band for something. They are like the that. perfect. You, want, are, you yeah. want a band that's going to like amp you up. And by the way, best halftime show ever was Prince. I mean, I think that just goes without saying. It's, oh, well, I mean, dude, the thing is, it was like, it was like the universe. It rained during Purple Rain. It was like the universe was like, we agree. This like, is Can you what make it rain harder? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was so... And normally, mind you, during, as we've seen in the Super Bowl, like when Justin Timberlake was performing, somebody videotaped from way up with their phone. They were taping it with their phone and people weren't even involved. They were just going around getting food while this little, you know, while they were performing. Prince, it was different. When he was have when people were singing along to Purple Rain, the whole stadium was. Like this was a thing because everyone was raised with this song. This song was a, uh, uh, you know, it was part of their, and it used to be you had to be somebody. Like Paul McCartney did it. Bruce Springsteen did it. You know what I'm saying? But then it started getting, I was like, okay, let's have Bruno Mars do it. Like, but he hasn't been out that long. You know, it used to be like, it would, you'd have a huge thing of backlogs of material. Like, I, I think the most, the most normal recent one that had, okay, this person is a recent singer fairly, but she has enough was Beyonce. She had a catalog enough where it's like, okay, I get it. It's 20 years that they've been doing it now. It doesn't seem like 20 years, but with Destiny's Child and her, yeah, it's been like two decades. So she could pull a lot. And also she made a statement doing it. She's like, I'm not going to just sit up here and tap dance for y'all. And you know, they asked Jay to do it and he passed. He's like, hell no, I'm not going to do the Super Bowl. What's, what's going on right now? And so... What the Foo Fighters are doing, it was genius. They were just like, we'll do our own dope show. Instead of 15 minutes, we'll give you an hour and a half. And like they, two and a half. And they with just their set? Just their set, yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense for them to do that. I think Dave Grohl, I don't think they're a Super Bowl halftime band anyway. Like, I don't think that that's their, th- I don't think that it should be their thing. Like, I love his place in rock and roll right now. Where the musicians, musicians respect the guy. He gets respect from the people that are more important than Super Bowl folks. Like he's respected in the business. When you're walking around, you're like Snoop Dogg's asking, like, hey, I want to take a picture with you. He's respected in more than just his, his, his arena. People like him. Keep going like that. Dude, this was a way smarter deal. Girl's a likable guy. I could imagine... I could actually see them doing it at some point, particularly after this set. I think that they may end up coming back or maybe, I mean, I know they're not really one and the same, you know, cause I think a lot of people that watch the Super Bowl didn't even know that this Saturday, super Saturday night even existed. So I could see them coming back to it and I think they would smash it, man. But, and I'm not even trying to be like a Maroon five hater or anything, but it just, you know, the thing was, if I was just watching that, okay, first of all, let me just tell you what I think of Maroon five. 
I don't necessarily think that they are an untalented band. You know what I mean? Like they, they obviously know how to put out a hit, but the thing is, it just seems to me like it's become the Adam Levine show. And I often wonder every time I see them play live, I've seen them live because they opened up for Maroon, uh, not Maroon five, uh, Bruno Mars. I saw them open up for Bruno Mars one time. And, um, I think they opened up for John Mayer, if I'm not mistaken. So I have seen them a couple of times, but you know, back then they were newer and it just seemed like they were having fun, you know, and they were all kind of playing off of each other. Now it just seems like you see Adam Levine so much on television and magazines and everything. He's, he is like the definition of overexposure, much like how I used to, I know I've gone over this before, but like the whole will I am thing, you just started seeing him everywhere to the point where you didn't want to see him anymore. You couldn't hear, I got a feeling, you know, <laughs> at all anywhere back in like 20, 2010. It was just like, I couldn't hear that goddamn song anymore. I think that's where Adam Levine is now. Watching them do that show, it just seemed like it was the Adam Levine show. Like the like the band that's been with him for, well, I don't know, 15 plus years or whatever it is now, has just become this generic set of musicians and they just sort of let him do everything. I can't help but wonder if they kind of resent him for that. I can't get that out of my head. Every single time that I see them play live anywhere, I wonder if they hate him. What do you think? No. No. You think they're just like gravy train? Like, just yeah. do it, man. Make us the money? Yes, for sure. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just To me, it just seems like that would just... But that's me, and I'm weird that way. I think that if I was in the band, I would enjoy the money, but I think there would be a level of resentment there. Just because he's fucking everywhere, man. Do you not... You don't really like, you're okay with him is what I'm getting at, right? Yes. What is it exactly that you like about Adam Levine? And by the way, I'm not trying to say that whatever you say is going to be wrong in my opinion. I'm just curious what it is that intrigues you about the guy. I think he's just fine. Like for me, I think he's just an entertaining dude. He seems nice. He seems, and also like for me to not like somebody, they would have to be a person that I was like, they have no musical talent. Adam Levine has musical talent. He can play guitar. And he can, you don't like his voice? He sings fine. You know what it is? Again, I think it might just be that I, it's overexposure, dude. That's what it That's is. That's what just, it is, yes. I can't turn on the television. I can't go into the store. I can't go to the gym, unless I have my headphones on, of course, without hearing Adam Levine somewhere. And it just gets yes. on my damn nerves after a while. So that's just something with me. I probably sound like a bitter dick. <laughs> talking no, about it's it, not. But a, no, no, but I think he's like one of those where he was like, hey, Steve, I'm a songwriter. I would love to sing you one of my songs. And he sat there with a guitar and sung. I'd say, I wouldn't say you're not good. I'd be like, wow, you have a good voice, dude, and good song. And the thing is, he has what's most important, a look. That's what's most important. That's all you need. You don't need any talent now. You need a look. That is it. And he, he has it. Speaking of his look, at the Super Bowl, he was like, every time a new song would come on, he would be, oh, look, he's got one less article of clothing on, right? Yes. So we finally get down to bare-chested Adam Levine. And he has the most generic display of tattoos I've ever seen. Like, yes. you've been in a tattoo shop before, right? I have. So you, know, so you know, like when you look on the wall and it's like, number 75 is a, a flower or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. it just looks like he went into a tattoo shop and was like, I'll take, let me spin the wheel. Okay, I'll take that one. Spin the wheel again. I'll take that one. It's just, they're so weirdly placed on his body. I don't know what he was. It was, it for me, it looked like there was an Avi online of Adam Levine. And then there was a whole Photoshop of different tattoos and people were just dragging a mouse over and just putting them <laughs> randomly all over. I was like, that's what it looks like he did. 
And then yeah. he walked out and it just sprayed him with this creation off of Photoshop. Ta-da-da. And I'm like, there is no, there's no, like, you know how people like feng shui in their living room because it just flows. There's no flow yeah. to his tattoo. There's no, no flows. No, nothing. Unless it's, because, I mean, look, people made a great comparison. I was like, yeah, he looks like the dude from uh, Prison Break, but no, he doesn't. Because at least Prison Break had a flow. He doesn't. There is no flow. And I feel bad hating on the guy because it's like, who the hell am I kind of thing. It's just, there's just something about him, man. I don't know what it is. Like, there's just certain people. Like, I guess, I guess it's sort of the way that you can't stand Donald Glover. Yeah. It's just that kind of a feeling that the dude gives me. And I'm not going to argue. I think he does have a fine voice. I think the band is, like I said, is talented. They don't write music that I like. I did kind of dig their first album a little bit, or at least the first couple of hits off that album. But after that, they just sort of took a turn where it's just not my type of a music that I listen to. You know what I mean? But I just get sick of seeing the guy all the time. So getting back to the Foo Fighters, I would much rather see something like that. Not because I'm just rock friendly. I just think Uh that they can bring it a lot more. And it didn't seem so disconnected from the crowd. Like even when he was like walking through the crowd, people are people were like you know, singing his songs and shit. He wasn't even looking at him. He was just, it was just the Adam Levine show. That is, it. and, I didn't and like that. that's what it is. Maroon 5 is Adam Levine. Yeah, not my that's deal. What, Don't like yeah, it That's all. what it is. And this, uh, doesn't the Foo Fighters have that video where they're, they have words on a cardboard and they keep on throwing them down? Nice, Steve. <laughs> I think I would say that for every band <laughs> that we ever talk about. <laughs> nice, man. You, you know who I'm looking out out there. I see you. Correcting me. Steve does not like to be corrected. (laughs) It's the truth. It just is. All right, dude, let's move along. What else have you watched, man? Um, the next thing I want to like, I've seen as you know, I've seen a lot, but there's there the one I want to talk about is probably have you heard of Baki? I have not heard of Baki. Um, let me make sure I have because it, it's and it's it's not. <laughs> have you heard of Baki? <laughs> That's what I was. About. I was making sure because there's actually it's called Baki the something. Oh no, it's just Baki. Because <laughs> I was like, it has to be Baki the super fighter or something. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it sounds like is, it's like is it anime or something? It is. It's called. It's an underground martial arts promoter warns champion Baki that five violent death row escapees from uh, another world. Another world are headed toward Tokyo. What it is is it's a brutally violent, gruesome, gross, bloody anime. It's not even anime. It's just literal animation. It's it's not even anime. It's just these people are overly buff and just monsters of men where it's just like we're the most dangerous people in there. We're the most dangerous people in the world and there's one champion we want to fight. They're all on death row. They're like, the only way we can fight that guy is to escape death row. There's one person. Let me just give you a, a scene that kind of gives you the, the gist of it. One Wait. dude. Blow. Oh, should I even give you that? Okay, here's what I'll say. It's the sort of thing where like a person will like punch someone's brains out of their ear. Like that sort of thing. And you're like, oh, that was harsh. But it is such, like, if, if anyone, here's what I'll say, anyone likes Street Fighter 2, games like that, you'll love Baki. Because the fights, they don't make the fights go on for longer than some of the anime does. Like, some, some, some of the shows you watch is the whole show is one fight. 
they do go on a little long, but they're just long enough where it's like, it's so entertaining that you're like, oh, this is great to watch. This is really fun. And you want to see them all fight. You want to see who's going to win between this person and that person. And it's a fight to the death. Like they kill each other. So it's like, oh, this is great. Well, not saying death is good, but it's fun to watch these things kill each other. These monsters of men demolish each other's faces. So Baki, I loved Baki. I don't think you'll dig it, obviously, but for people who dig that sort of thing, check out Baki. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Where's the obviously come in? What do you mean? You said, I don't think you'll dig it, obviously. Oh, no, I don't think, you're, you're, <laughs> I don't think this is up your alley at all. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But just, I was I, just, uh, you know, questioning no, your No, it's not uh, your thing. Sentiment. No, it's, I think, you know who would, I think would like it if, I would think like it would be something for like your son. Where he'd okay. be like, oh, that was cool. Well, where'd you see it? On Netflix. Okay. I don't know if you told so, me that already, but. Yes, yeah, Baki on Netflix, you will like it. I know, I, I wouldn't, I wanted to bring it up to the blurs because I'm sure that they saw it or heard of it. And I wanted to hear their uh, opinion on it. But yeah, it's a, it's a good, I liked it. I watched it in one sitting. Done. All like nine episodes gone. I feel you. You know what? And being honest with myself, yeah, I don't really know how much I dig Japanese animation that much. You know, okay. there's certain things I like. Like I love uh, My Hero Academia, but it has to be something that maybe is a little more commercial for me to buy into it. Uh, I get it. I'm not knocking it whatsoever, but it's like, I, you know what it is, Steve? It's not even so much that I don't like it or I don't care for it or anything like that. It's just that I would be more reluctant to try it. I've skipped so many like that because it's just not something that I normally watch, but I'll check it out. I really will. I'll check it out and see. I might like Tell it. Tell me, yeah, check out the first episode. If you like the first episode, I will be, I have to rethink Dan. I'd have to rethink you. Why? You think it's going to be like too graphic for me or something? Because that's never an issue. I thought that, because if you say, I really liked it, I'd say, I don't know Dan's taste then. Because I think I have you pegged. But then if you like this, I would say, oh, I should have been recommending movies to him that I haven't been recommending. Not cartoons, but like different movies. I'm like, oh, he might like this subsect of movies then. I should have been uh, sent it to you. But I thought I had you pegged. I guess it just really depends on what hits me. You know what I mean? Like I said, yeah, exactly. sometimes I'm more reluctant to check something out, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not you know, going to like it or whatever. So I'll give it a shot. Right. Test my boundaries, sir. I feel you. I got one for you, though. Have you seen, uh, and this is not anything near Baki, but have you seen Russian Doll? I have. You know, it's funny. I was one, because I like a Natasha Leone, and I was tempted to watch it until I saw, I shouldn't have read the synopsis. That's what I shouldn't have done. Was it a familiarity thing? Made you oh, not want to watch dude, it? I'm like, I have seen this thing. I hear you. I hear you. A hundred times. No, I hear you 100%, man. And it's just, it kept popping up on my Netflix, you know, and I'm thinking, okay. And here's the deal with Natasha Leon. She's kind of hit or miss for me. I don't know what it is about her. I usually end up liking her and whatever I watch, but she's, I don't know, man. I don't, she's an acquired taste for me because Natasha Leon kind of has that. I think it's a New York type of an accent. You know what I mean? Which is uh, not a problem whatsoever, but it's, it's amped up in this quite a bit. Uh, there's an affect on it. So when I first started watching it, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be digging this with her. Like, she, it's just, it's that combination. It's her and that. And I'm like, some, like I said, sometimes I like her, sometimes I don't. 
but I thought, you know, let me watch it. A lot of people were saying that it was good. And I said, what, what the hell? I'll watch it. But that was the first thing I was thinking, too, is like, OK, I've seen this a million times. I mean, we've got Happy Death Day. We've got Groundhog's Day. Incidentally, it came out the weekend of Groundhog's Day. So was that intentional? Probably. But I'm just saying I'm, I'm making note of that. And we have Happy Death Day 2 coming. I was just yes. like, OK, we yeah. get it. Yes. No, it's it's a thing. It's like uh, like it's got to stop at some point. You know what I mean? But here's oh, the deal. Russian Doll, dude, is is actually very good. I was I was surprised, and the way that they do it, it's it's they they take a special take on this. Yes, you're having that repeat thing over and over again, but it's how they get to the end, where you go, oh, okay. Like it took me about four episodes before I was like, okay, I'm fully in now. Like I was I was interested the entire time. I watched the first one, and I'm like, okay, well, she's doing that Natasha Leone thing, and I don't know, but I'll keep watching. I was intrigued. By the time I got to episode four, I was completely hooked on it. It's about this uh, software engineer. Without giving too much away, I'll just give you the first one. She ends up getting hit by a cap, and she dies. She keeps waking up or respawning, whatever you want to call it, in this bathroom. You, you know this bathroom, and you know this song they play very well by the end of the show. But she keeps respawning into this bathroom. But what's cool about this one is how, if you're really paying attention to it, you can actually see these little subtle differences every time it's filmed. Because it's like, I don't know if it's like a like an alternate universe or something like that. But it's just every single time that she responds, it's the same environment, but there's just little differences. And it's and if you pay attention and even go back and watch it again or watch some of it again, you start putting things together with this. And I think it's very well done the way they do that. Another thing that they did that was a little bit different to me was, well, let's take Groundhog's Day, for instance. You know how like there's that um, almost like an It's a Wonderful Life kind of vibe to it? Like you're, there's a lesson to be learned? Yes, totally. There is a lesson to be learned in this, but there, it's more than that. It has to do with a lot of uh, like past trauma. There's uh, another person in the show who's played by uh, Charlie Barnett. I believe his name's Alan in that. The way that they play off of each other and the way that they find each other and how they end up helping each other in this is a, it's got a very like dark vibe to it. There has to do with a lot of uh, this is to say bad parenting and bad relationships and things like that. But the, it's it's super dark what these people are going through. So when they kind of figure it all out at the end, it ends up kind of coming out beautiful, man. And I, I was actually very surprised in how much I ended up liking it in the end. Like I was totally hooked. I was watching this shit at like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, just finishing it off. So Natasha Leone, I give my applause to because she did a very good job in this, man. And like I said, she's either hit or miss for me. Uh, total hit on this one, man. Russian Doll. I was pleasantly surprised at how this all worked out. Cool, man. So you recommend me checking it out? Absolutely, I do. But I'm trying to think of my rating on this one here because it's not a perfect show. Again, it's got Natasha Oh, you finished Leone it? For me. Oh, yeah. I think it's only eight episodes, if I'm not Jeez mistaken. Jeez Louise, man. And they're, but they're just 30 minutes. So it's not No, like but a that's dope. Show. I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I knocked it out quick. Once I got to episode four, I was in. Maybe it's nine episodes, but it's right around there somewhere. So let me go ahead and give my rating on this one. You didn't give me a rating on Baki, by the way. But uh, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and give this one. I'm giving it 3.75 Afghani cigarettes, Steve. That's what I'm giving. Okay. Okay. Is Is that a correct word? I believe that's what they called it. Why, you think I'm being racist right now or something? No, I just don't know. I didn't want it to go out there and be like, you do know that that is, is that a, is that like a legit word to use? Or I don't know, because I've never heard that before. <laughs> well, I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, I am not racist. So, <laughs> so fuck off with your sensitivity. If uh, for anyone that's thinking that I'm just trying to give a fucking rating and give you guys a show. So kiss my ass if you don't like it. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, no. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Not used to it's, it. just the, it's the, the basic potential, monetary uh, unit of Afghanistan equal to a hundred pools. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say, Steve. 
I was going to clarify so that. So it's money. Okay, I didn't know that. Basically, I don't even know if it's an Afghani cigarette. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it's like dollar cigarettes. Oh, maybe no, that's no. what it is. Dollar cigarettes. So it's I'll like give Afghani. you my reference in this. Okay, 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 okay. I think it's Afghani. Now I'm starting to get pissed off because I can't remember. But what it was, her her buddy, when she when she responds, she keeps going into this kitchen and her buddy's she's like, happy birthday, baby. That's what she says. She hands her, and there's actually an Afghani joint is what I'm getting at. She hands her this Afghani joint that's laced with cocaine. And that's all I'm going to okay. say about it. Okay. Okay? Okay, cool. So fair enough. Well, I just We Got thought it. way too hard about that one. 3.75 out of 5 Afghani joints. I think it, and so was she. You're smoking the yeah, things. I got mean, cocaine in them. That's 1.25 from a classic. I mean, we only got five. What the fuck? I'm not giving things two. What did you give? <laughs> you give away further instructions. Three. That's only I two. Said three. Yeah, but yeah. that's what that's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. That's a two is a big jump from if we're doing five, that's a big jump from 3.75. Yeah, I'm still going with it. What do you think about that? So, ladies and gentlemen, he's calling it almost a classic. So tell me your opinions on it. Oh, someone's feeling better now. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> this thing is almost a freaking classic. Oh, fuck you. By the way, Such what did a, you give Baki? Oh, go ahead. I gave Baki, I would say 2.50. 2.50. You it's know, that's very only half. Good. It's, it's half a classic good. is what you're saying? Yes, totally. Okay. It's, it would literally be, if it was 100 points, it's 50 points from a classic. That's a long way. This dude is just like, the original idea. No, listen to me now. She wakes up same day. Welcome to the show, Steve. I'm glad you finally made it. Asshole. No, hear me out. Can you imagine? You I am standing to- by my word. It's a good show. Check it out. You can't talk and, shit. You haven't seen it. And then we call it, hold on. Russian doll because the yeah and the you know because you yeah yeah I feel you I got you okay okay (laughs) you got a monster project anyway let's move along monster pro here's the funny thing about monster project I think it's aged well except brother man that was terribly written I would still put that up against a lot of horror movies out there we never we know we asked listeners to to give us their opinions they never did I know they won't now Sean I am calling it straight fucking garbage, that movie. Straight garbage. Sean, Vernon, and Quentin. Please. Let me know. The horror aficionados. Tell me Monster Project was... Let me know what you thought about it. That movie is fucking garbage, You're crazy, G. You're ridiculous. Terrible. You're ridiculous. No, 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 no. I'm going to go ahead and say it. The premise, like the whole idea of it, that's a good idea. I like the idea of it. It was poorly executed. Poorly executed. But the that's worst not fucking true. actors you could. Damn, that's uh, not truth true. Truth to me. All right, here's what we're going to do. Me. We need to watch it together. I refuse to watch it again. I don't want to. There's only so many hours in, in my life left, Steve, and I don't want to give up. Dan, an hour if and we half, watch uh-huh. it together, uh-huh. I could point out the intricacies of the dopeness of it for you. You didn't get it. I get it. You didn't get the dopeness. And Brother Man was terrible. Whoever wrote that, he'd never met a black person. The only black person he met was from, like, Mrs. Society. Or he hadn't even met him. He just saw O-Dog. But who's worse? Let me ask you. Who's worse? The person that wrote that role or the person that took it? The person that... Ooh. 
See, I have to go to the person that wrote it. Because the thing is, you might have signed on. And then once you sign on, you're like, hey, brother, we need to leave. And they're like, cut. No, we want you to more say like, hey, brother, we need to leave. And you're like, wait a minute. I read that totally wrong in the script. He might as well have been calling people Jack Turkey. For sure. In this it was like, read- it, it, it was, was terrible. Read- but his transformation, though. That was freaking. I was like, how are they doing this? Because it didn't look super CGI. It looked legitimately wow. And when it was chasing him up the stairs, I said, that is a good transformation. Really good. And the zombie was really good. The vampire transformation was really You're bugging. I am not bugging. That movie sucked. <laughs> but again, hey, like I've said before, uh, just they're just opinions. So no, you're right. But you, is the movie sucked. You know what I mean? I, I, it won't change. There's no way that we will sit down and watch this movie. There is no alternate universe, Steve, where we will sit down and watch this movie together where you're going to be like, okay, but see what they did right there. That's what I'm talking about. I'll be like, oh. No, you're right. That was but completely wrong. Here's <laughs> the one no thing way. they could have done to make it better. Being, look, being real. They, here's what they should have done. They should have had it so that at the end, the person fell asleep, woke up, and it all happened again. What if he woke up and went, I had a dream I was in the worst fucking movie that ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse movies than Monster Project. I'll give you that. But that movie was terrible, dude. You're Horrible. Crazy. You're ridiculous. I'm just, I'm just saying. You're wrong, you but go on. Okay. Well, you're not, you're up, buddy. What do you got? Oh, by the uh, way, what was your rating? Oh, you gave Baki already. You yeah. said it was uh, 2.5, right? That's what yes. you said? Okay. Now, All right. this is, okay, mind you, I've, yeah, dude, it's, it's so terrible. Here's another horror movie I saw. It's called Down. I've just been horror fanatic. Down. It's it's um it's part of like Hulu just put this horror series called Into the Dark, where they have a bunch of different movies, but they're in a horror series called Into the Dark. And I didn't even know Hulu had this until a wonderful person who gives me access. I was on, I was looking through their horror, and it said, Would you like to watch Into the Dark? I was like, Yeah, it sounds like a good movie. I go to the tab. And there's just a bunch of movies underneath it with and on the cover. It says into the dark and small print. So I chose to watch a movie called down from their into the dark series. I've seen many, a few horror movies that are pretty much encapsulated. It's a encapsulated in an elevator in one place. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what more they can do for this idea. You're trapped in an elevator. How can you make it crazy or scary? Um, they made it insane. Where this movie goes from two people get into an elevator, the elevator stops. Oh, crap, we're stuck together. And where it goes from there, you're like, oh, wow. This has, it's not, it's horrific what is actually happening in this elevator. And it ta- it's, instead of being like, we're going to go supernatural. No, 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 no. We're just going to go with something that could just really legit happen. And it's pretty freaking interesting. I would recommend Into the Dark on Hulu. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I'm going to say a woman, a man in an elevator. One of them is not who they say they are. You recommend Into the Dark or Down? I'm sorry. The Into the Dark series, down from the Into the Dark series. But you're I'm going to watch all series? of the movies. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I 
it's tough because when you watch a really good one, then you watch one that if you watched it first, it would have been really good. It's tough. All of them are fine. All of them are fine. This is the one I chose to talk about. Okay. Down. All of them are Rating, fine. Sir. I would give Into the Dark a a two. It's it's good. It, but and it's also something you can be like if you're cooking, you're not gonna miss anything. <laughs> the if you're cooking one. Yeah, if you're okay. cooking and doing something and you walk away, because there's some movies you cook, oh crap, I have to put these noodles in. You go put the noodles in, come out, you're like, did I miss a sequel? Like, is this a prequel that I just didn't know about? Because you're like, I must have missed a lot. This is not that. You can pretty much walk away, do something, listen to it, and you still have it. Now, I guarantee there's certain things that are going to happen. You're going to run back into the living room like, what? What? It's good. So I give it a two. You have two systems that you work off of, by the way. You have the numeric system, and then you have your chore system. Do you know this? I did not know this. So you've got, so you've got like again, you got your numeric system, which is self-explanatory. But then you've got the chore system. So like you just said, if you're cooking, it's one of those things. And then the other one is if you're folding laundry. Really? Yeah. So if you're if you're folding laundry, it's a movie that you could be watching. This one here is if you're cooking, just be make sure you're paying attention that you don't miss anything when you're putting in the noodles. Correct? Yeah. For me, like when you're here, oh, you know, I know exactly what you mean. What happens is. When you're the when you're cooking rating is that means you could literally just listen and you'll get the gist. The folding laundry is you have to still be watching because maybe they're slipping something into a pocket or something like that. But you don't have to be super focused. Whereas if something had like subtitles, I'll be like, you can do neither. You just have to sit there and watch or if you have to really, really pay attention. But folding laundry, you got to keep your eye on it. Cooking, you can keep your ear on it. Okay. So for clarity, this movie is a 2.5 two. if you're cooking or just a two, or excuse me, a two if you're cooking or a two just on its own. It's a two. It's a two on its own. You can watch it if you're cooking. You can't, you can watch it okay. if you're cooking. That's a cooking as in like literally cooking. Now there are, I just came up with another rating too. There's going right. to be another rating where you can watch with a talkative friend. That's going to be an ill rating where it's just like, you don't have to be like, whoa, 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 what, what's happening? No, you can talk to your friend during the movie and by the end, you still get the gist. Okay. I like it. I do like it. I, I all of a sudden fell in love with that. I have Maybe we I need to revise our rating system and start doing that. We should put a little caveat, like, like certain, like for instance, is um, Russian doll, would you say that to talk to your friend during the show? No, I'd, I'd say this is something that you need to watch, particularly okay. because, like I said, and I'm giving you guys this now, you don't have to go back and watch it. If you pay attention, there are little subtleties every single time she responds. So, no, I don't think that you would want to have a talkative friend on this one, unless you guys are both talking about the movie directly and kind of like piecing it out, trying to analyze. Nice. But even then, would you say even still, you'd be like, probably I'd probably not. tell my friend to shut the fuck up and just let yeah, me watch that's, it. Yeah, that's so sounding like <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, and you're and you you're so nice i don't see you ever doing that what you just, just telling someone to shut the fuck up yeah i think if a friend came over and he was talking during a movie you no, you're right watch you'd re-watch the movie when they left you're right i'm trying to sound tough i would i just you're be like uh-huh, such a yeah, nice person that's great and then they'd leave and I'd be like man you know they just didn't ever shut up now i gotta watch the whole thing again i get mean fun- by myself here's the funny part when i was married 
uh, she used to be get upset because like we'd be watching a little shit movie and she'll be like saying little things and she'll be talking and I get the remote control, push pause and look at her and be like, okay, what would you like to talk about? Yeah. And she's I got like, that in my You house. know what? Never mind. I'm like, no, no, no. I turned off my movie. I want to hear what this wonderful dissertation is going to be today. Please. I'm all ears. You know, it's really funny that you say that. Why? <laughs> like, okay, there's two types of watching for me in my house. There's the watching when I'm watching for the show. And when I'm watching for the show, please don't disturb me. That's all I'm asking, right? But if I'm just, you know, kind of just kicking it and watching yeah. something on television, I'm all up for conversation. It just seems like it's not Gail. So I'll say that. I'll just say certain people. <laughs> They'll walk in and they'll be like, hey, random subject. And I'll be like, okay. And I'll do exactly what you do. Hit pause. And they'll be like, oh, you're really watching this, huh? You're watching it for your, for your podcast? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and continue on and continue on and continue on and continue on. <laughs> and I just try to be like, uh-huh. Great. And then I'll just, and then the moment they stop talking, I hit play again. Kind of like, okay, you see what I'm doing here? <laughs> Seriously. And the thing is, look, if I, and for me, it's watching anything. I could uh -huh. be watching Naruto. That I'm not really into. But if I'm watching it, and you know what? I think it's just a, 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 it's because I'm single. I haven't had to have those muscles exercised. If I was, like for you, if I married my high school sweetheart, all I knew is doing this. Talking, you know, I'd have to get used to that. But since I went most of my life being able to, except when, I mean, I mean when you have little kids. Like when Maj was young, I couldn't do it. But once he gets 13, 14, he's fine. You know, 12, he's fine. So I'm just, I've been in a mode of when I'm watching something, I'm watching it. And I don't see like, even if it's something I'm not really paying attention to, if someone is like talking to me, I'd be like, do you not see me not paying attention to this show that I'm not watching? Chill. But you have those muscles exercised. <laughs> it's a small house. I don't know. I think these muscles are a little atrophied because like it, you you would think they'd know by now, like there's no money involved, but it's business watching versus just casual watching. When I'm business watching, I don't want to be disturbed because I want to talk about it, Partic depending on what we're talking about. Sometimes we do a show and it's just like, eh, I kind of watch these things. You know, they're, they're okay. But sometimes we really have some shit that we really want to get across to the, to the listeners. You know what I mean? And that's when I just like, okay, pause. What do you need? <laughs> What do you need? Wow. Wow. You do the same thing. What are you talking about? Or you did the same thing. I know, but I'm not married. You were. Exactly. I think that's why, though. Oh, I think I just figured so, it out. Yes. It's because I push You're a terrible person, Steve. Yes. You're a terrible person. <laughs> it's because I push pause on stuff. If I wouldn't have done that, I'd still be um, ball and chained. Oof. Are you saying I'm ball and chained? Not at all. You are a free mm -hmm. man, free nice to be yourself. And <laughs> well, nice you guys don't pedal. count. You guys don't count. You guys are like freaking dating in Cradle World. It does not count. That was the worst save ever. You know what? Gee, where did where did Cradle Roll come from? Where did what come from? Cradle Roll just came from you. Cradle Roll. You never, never heard of Cradle Roll? Never. Everybody, will you please write into Dan and be like, "Hey, he's in Cradle Roll." I'm gonna look it up real quick. You've never heard of Cradle Roll. Oh. Ow, ow, ow! I'm glad that hurt. Let me see. Ooh. Cradle Roll. All right, here we go. Uh, oh, is this a church thing? Oh, is that what it is? 
Yeah, that's why I don't, dude. Come on. Oh, you know that's when I walk by why. churches, my skin catches on fire. I didn't see. know that Cradle Row was a church thing. We just always even be, called it Cradle Row. I couldn't even be in a youth group because my skin would get itchy. <laughs> Is that why your skin <laughs> itchy, bro? That's what. Yeah. Well. Gee. <laughs> oh. Except for that one time back in college. Um, yeah. All, okay. All I can tell you is everything that I see here just by a quick Google has church related to it. Okay. That's why we call it cradle roll. Yeah. Yeah. So what is cradle roll now? It's where you put, oh, well, darn. It's when you, it's where you send your babies while you're at church. <laughs> My see? brain's not working today, G. Cradle roll. Cradle roll. Hey, you never went to church at all when you were a kid? Every once in a while. And you never like sent your kids. You never sent your kids to church though. I like crackers and wine. No, when I was a kid, man, like I was uh I was raised like I don't know what the hell. I was just confused about the whole thing to be honest with you. If we can go tangential for a second because like some of me like I I, par- I kind of remember like going to Christian churches. And then I also remember going to Catholic churches. Like I went to catechism. I did first communion. But I don't know who I was doing it for. (laughs) Like, honestly, I don't. Like my family was not a religious family. I think they always wanted to, you know, like when you're standing by a pool and it's kind of cold. It's not, it's it's spring. It's not quite summer. So you keep, oh, yes. I'm going to stick my foot in the, oh, no, no, it's not, I'm not ready yet. Well, maybe it is. I'm going to stick my toe back in. No, 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 I'm not ready. That's how my family did church. My grandma, on the other mm-hmm. hand, may she rest in peace, was very religious. And, but quite honestly, she'd get a little kooky with it too sometimes. Like I remember going to a, um, I have this very weird memory that she took me to a, uh, what are those guys called? Those, uh, like an evangelist. Oh, I think yeah. I went to an evangelist like thing one tent? time. Like a tent? situation yes exactly yeah. that's exactly what it was was a tent and people were mm-hmm. like that's what kind of just threw me off man I, i'm hoping i'm not pissing anybody off here because i'm just oh you this are is just my well you know what i'm jo- i'm totally it. joking dude. I'm fuck totally everyone joking. because people are too sensitive these days but honestly i remember people like speaking in tongues bro and i'm like okay i'm not buying this i'm like seven years old and i'm not buying this this is ridiculous. So you're just telling me right now this. I remember having this thought. I'm obviously danifying it now. You know what I mean? By like my older self. And but I was having a seven year old's version of you're trying to tell me that there's something going on where a man comes up to you dressed in a suit, touches your head and you suddenly start going oh, I gotta, like like you start talking like an auctioneer. Like it just made no sense to me. And. And I think that might have been one. Like right now, I'm in I'm a, you're in, I'm in counseling with you, Steve, because I just figured something out. Like it just hit me right now. I think that might have been the pinnacle moment of when I just went. This is not for me. That's interesting. I I yeah. think I think um like it's funny because when I was watching that Phil Collins concert, he has a song called Jesus He Knows Me, and I had never listened to the words. And it's just about scamming televangelists. That's what the whole song's about. And I was like, oh, wow, he was ahead of his time. And I'm shocked. No one kind of thought, I was like, wow, they are scammers. No one thought about it. They literally just brushed them off. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, tell me, tell me this. What if somebody, what if somebody said, "Hey, Dan"? I knew this would come in handy. Go on. If someone's like Dan, watch this. 
and someone had no legs, he put his hand on his thigh and legs grew. What do you do then? Well, then I'm like, quest- now I'm, okay, I'm with it. But show me. Oh, that. are you in? So you're in. Or you're t- are you okay, now hold saying- on. I want to make sure I understand the scenario. Okay. So you're saying I'm, it's just a casual Saturday night. I'm let's. I'm just at this evangel- evangelical uh, union or whatever you want to yes, call you're it. Like, you're like, hey, I want to go see Steve play the organ. I'm going to go to this tent meeting. Sure. I'm going to tent meeting. And a man touches a man that has stumps on his legs. And, and from the stumps, legs grow. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm yes. fucking in. Of course I'm in. So like, you're getting you saved this? that night. Uh, <laughs> even that wouldn't sell you. You know what? I, I'm just, I'm not even saying I'm getting saved. I'm just buying into like, this is cool. What can you do for me? <laughs> so that wouldn't even I mean, make you how follow you anybody. Deny, how could you deny that? If you saw, I mean, that's such an extreme thing to go to. Like if I saw stumps, excuse me, if I saw legs come out of stumps, because a man touched someone on the forehead, hell yeah, I'm buying into it. And it's real, and it's palpable, and you could, like, touch, and the guy stands up and walks. Yeah, like, of course. Like, where, where have I been? I'm all about... Of the devil, put on salvation as your helmet, and take... <laughs> I'd be pop-locking oh, Tuji. Yeah, uh, well, here's the thing. Here's for me. Which is the word of God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> here's my thing. Like, for me, if I saw... And mind you, I'm in. I like play every week. And so if I saw that, I would still be like, that's so over the top. There's something more to this. That would be so over the top that I'd be like, why doesn't anyone else know who you are? This is so, and mind you, just what, two decades ago. No, it was more than that. How long ago did, did uh, David Copperfield make the Statue of Liberty disappear, quote unquote? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's probably a good 20 years ago. And here's the thing. If I took Penn and Teller back a thousand years and they just did their normal routine, we would, and then flash forward today, we'd have statues of them. They'd be like, oh no, these guys are gods for sure. I don't even know how they're doing what they're doing. I mean, okay, listen, I see your point about having to like, okay, it would have to continue on other places, but I'm thinking if this fucking guy, like, it just depends. Like, was this this dude's first show? (laughs) If it's his first show... Then I'm not just buying all in. I'm not. I'm not completely. I don't know. I still might be, to be honest really? with you. I'm not. I'm not saying I would just switch up and become like a, like a member of the cult or anything like that. But I mean, I'm definitely going to be paying attention if a man can make legs grow out of stumps and it's right there in front of you and it's palpable. Again, palpable. Not like dudes behind a mirror and shit's happening. Like, okay, let me give you a better example. Like. I'm not going to buy into the whole, and I never did, and I've seen it happen. Matter of fact, I think I saw it at this this tent thing that I'm talking about. It's all coming back to me. But, and I've seen it, of course, on YouTube and whatnot, where they will the dude in on the on the wheelchair, and then he's like, stand, and then the guy stands up, I'm saved, doing a little dance and shit. That's all fake. It's fake. It's clearly fake. But if you are talking about tissue <laughs> growing and bone formation and, yeah, yeah, of course I would have to, like, take a better look at things. You know, and that brings me to another thing. Those okay, this extremes, is, you know? This is so tangential, Dan. Because we were, in mind, let me tell you my thought process, right? So you're talking about he does these amazing things. He must be this, all right? And then I was like, right. well, why does it have to be measured against good things? What if he took someone's heart out and it was beating in his hand and he dropped it and dude died? He's still supernatural. Yeah. But it's now, okay, he's more powerful than us. 
Does that mean he's bad? He's the Kali Mal is what you're getting at. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay. And then it made me think, well, we test everything against good yeah. or against bad. Because think about this. If you're married, right? If you're married, okay. we test it against bad. Meaning if you're in a relationship and they're like, how strong is your relationship? They're like, oh, we've made it through some bad times. They're like, oh, well, then you must have a good relationship. As opposed to, hey, how much do you love your wife? I'm like, oh, we've never argued. Nothing bad has ever happened. People will say, oh, then you're not really, you know, you haven't really made it through anything. We test relationships against the bad and we test a religion against the good. How many good things can that dude do? If you're, but if you're married, it's like, how much bad stuff have you went through and still come out? I'm like, oh, that's a terrible. <laughs> what if you went through bad stuff because it's like, yeah, I shouldn't be with this person. It depends on the bad stuff. It depends on bad stuff. Are we talking? I mean, if you're going by what they say in a typical wedding where it's like, you know, for better, for worse, richer, for poorer, sick and in health, those things have some, they, they bear some weight. You know what I mean? I've kind of been through all that shit and, and I'm still with her. I know, but maybe you want to, but wouldn't you want to be with a person who has the, not you, in general, in the world, I would think be like, you would want to be with a person who has the least amount of bad things you're going to go through in life. No, I think that's unrealistic. The least. Well, I mean, listen, if it, See, if it happens, I, yes. incidentally, then I guess you're just, you know, uh, living a quote unquote blessed life. But I don't think that's the majority. I think that's like some Facebook shit you see. Look at all the good times we're having. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's the way it normally works with people. I don't think that there are those people. Why? Why is that? You just think that so. So what I'm asking is, do you think that there are just people that just hook up and then spend the rest of their life together and just so happen to never get on each other's nerves or go through bad times? You think that's real? I believe that there are people that rarely argue. Yes. There's a difference between rarely arguing and going through bad times. Yes, they go through bad times having... But the thing is, like when I say... Rough ones. Like, I know people that, like, couples that, like, argue often. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be with that person. But again, these are extreme. But we think, we think, oh, that's a good thing because we're making it through bad times. We're like, or it could just be you are not supposed to be with that person. And then you're saying that they rarely argue. This is what they tell you. You're not staying with them every day. This is the projection that they want to... Well, excuse me. This is what they want to project is what I'm trying to say to you. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but as a guy, but as a guy, like if I'm in a circle of dudes yeah. and one dude is just like, I don't really argue with my wife. He has every reason to agree with everybody. And he's like, I just don't really argue with her. And the thing is, I'm like, yeah, I've seen you guys together. You guys are like the same person. I get that. But in my brain, I'm like, there's only one like you. And the thing is, it's like, like, like you have to ask yourself. There, out of 7 billion people, there is one person that you're going to argue the least with, get along the best with, and have the funnest life with. You're just saying, I'm not going to find that person, so I will settle for this. That's what I believe, I think. Because <laughs> you're not going to waste, because you're just like, I don't want to spend enough time finding the person I argue the least with, have the most fun with, and I'm going to be the most happy with. I'll just get the person that I argue the, you know, we don't argue as much as them, we get along better than them and we can live happier than if them. I'm hearing you correctly. I think you're on an unrealistic yes. spectrum of thinking because if I'm hearing you correctly, I'm, yes, what you're telling me is, yes. okay, I've found 
this person, like what you said, the person that yes. I argue the least with and get along the best with, right? But yes. yet, I like what do you do? So you go, okay, tell you what, we we get along great. You hold on, I'm gonna keep on looking. Like you, you don't just do that. Like you just no, you just leave. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think like are humans naturally monogamous. I think we've put ourselves in a box of monogamy. No, I think it's definitely some type of a, uh, not contractual, but I mean, I think that's just definitely something that you have to. You got to be on board. That's with what, it. And the thing naturally is, naturally monogamous. I would, I would think no, but there, yes. there are agreements and there's mutual respect. And how the fuck did we get here? Re- mutual respect and, and love then, that that <laughs> makes you do these things. You know what I mean? See, I don't think respect has. And the thing is, I think it's just a. I think so. Oh no, I think it's a, it's a quality that we have put into our brains, meaning like, hey, if you see someone else or if you're with someone else, that means you don't like that person as much. And that is not true. That's what we've put onto it, but that's just not true. I think a, I think on mass, people would be happier if you had multiple partners throughout life. Where it's like, you know what? We've outgrown each other. Go find who you grew into. And I'll go find who I grew into. And it's okay. I still love you. We were there for a time. But it's not like what you're saying when you're like, I'm going to be with you forever. That means I am looking toward the future and I know I'm going to be the same as I was now or whatever I change into, I'm still going to be in love with you. That just, I don't, that just, that just makes no sense. What you can say is every day, as long as we're happy, we need, I'm going to be with you as long as we make each other better people. And when that day comes that we don't, maybe it's time for us to grow into someone else. I'm not exactly sure if we're, we're talking about the same thing. Are you saying like, because like, okay, let me put it this way. I believe in divorce. Okay. So by that way of thinking, yeah, if that's, if that's the case and we're just not getting along with each other anymore, we've grown out of each other and we don't love each other anymore, then of course I believe in divorce. I don't believe, I think there are a lot of people out there that will just go, no, again, going, going back to for better, for worse, for richer, for poor and all of that. But there are, in my opinion, like I don't write these fucking rules, you know what I'm saying? But I think that there there are levels of that. Like if better for worse, richer for poor, all those things can mean so many different things. But if you are just completely wrong for each other and you're arguing all the time and you are worse off being in the situation, both parties are like that, then yeah, then hit it. Like get out of here. It's not even supposed to be that way. But I mean, I think personally, again, I'm tripping out. I have no fucking clue how we got here. Um, I, I think that, uh, welcome to the Heroes of Noise. This is what we do. I think that, um, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I think that there's there's just, it's a certain commitment that you have. It's commitment. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's You have to be committed to the person. You know what I mean? And if you, and if you yes. feel that they're and- worth doing that for and you love them that way, then you do these things. Am I going to act like like the moment that I got married, suddenly I, when attractive people would walk by, I just couldn't see them? I was just that blind by it? I mean, no, you, you're, you know, you're always going to notice those kind of things. But acting on things is a completely different situation. You know what I mean? And I think it depends on the strength of a relationship. If people start cheating on each other or things like that, then you don't have that respect anymore. I get now that I agree with. I just think if I were to snap my fingers and it was a world of people that actually snapped out of the idea of monogamy as in like you know as we see it i think relationships would have a happier tone to them because you know you know okay we're gonna be together as long as we are and we're gonna get along afterwards you know that it's not a bearing on how much i like you or love you but right now we have been so conditioned as if you leave you love them less and that's just a conditioned 
idea where I can love you the same amount as I loved you before. We just grew up. We grew out of each other. I still and always going to love you. But romantically, I'm better off with someone else. That's not where our relationship is anymore. But we can't do that. So if you're married to somebody or you're together with someone and you are feeling like everything is just right in your world. And this is the person that you want to be mm -hmm. with. But the other person doesn't feel this way. No, no, no. I'm just saying this uh -huh. is current. OK, for now. Sure. Let's just go with that for now. You're very, very okay. into this person. You're very much in love with this person. And the other person suddenly decides like, you know what? I think, listen, I love you, Steve, but I think I need to go get some side dick. You're going to be okay with that. I love you. I'm no, going to come no, home. We're going to have dinner together. And you know what? We'll go to the show. You know, uh, We'll go to the cinema. <laughs> you could take me to Disneyland and things like that. And we can just, you know, we'll go to all the family functions and everything like that. We'll have kids and whatnot. But I'm going to need a little something extra. I know you're not there, but I love you. But I'm going to need a little side dick. That's going to be okay with you. And for me, I would have to say, that means you've grown out of me. Just go be with someone else. We had a great time. We're still friends. We had a great time. We just grew out of each other. And you're going to have that attitude if we someone decides out. that they're going to start cheating on you. It would suck for me. But the, the thing is, I'm not going to sit there and be like, I don't want to hold on to someone who doesn't want to be held on to. Fair enough. I would have to be like, that, mean, that means our time is expired. I really was enjoying our time. I didn't know you felt this way. I guess our time has expired and it's time for us. To, I would love to still be friends if that's a possibility. And if not, I totally get it. I wish you nothing but the best. And mind you, in a perfect world, I would be, I would like to turn on a switch where I'm just like, I have to understand that her saying I want another experience sexually doesn't reflect on me. And maybe I could still be in a relationship with her. Maybe I'm so cool and, and, accepting of who I am that I'm okay lots with of people that. are I know guys who yeah, are I was gonna say, lots of people are. I don't know open exactly. relationships exist and the thing is when you see interviews with those people they're a different like they are comfortable in their skin that's a comfortability in your sure. skin that I don't have yet you have to though you have to get on the other side of ego and that is hard to do but I think if you do get on that other side even though people would see it as weird I think it benefits other aspects of life that you have once you're past ego, all of a sudden you're a Some people person. swear by it. When things like that, oh, for sure, dude. And But I know that I would need to grow. My ego's so major that I would need to grow out of, my ego's to the point where I can now say, I wish you nothing but the best and be honest with it. And say, you know what? I hope you and homeboy do well or you and homegirl do well. I hope you guys are fantastic together. And I want to be your friend and know that it won't, it will bug me because I'm going to miss that person and the intimacy we had, but I want them to be happy. Now, I, I, um, again, I have a long way to go where my ego is okay with being like, Hey, I went on, I went and uh, met up with someone the other night and I'm okay with that. I don't know if I'll ever get there. That's a situation of, I don't know if my brain clicks that way. Uh, will it one day? Maybe it might click that way one day. I just don't, I don't see it happening, but I do know that I can understand how a woman could be like, hey, we grew out of each other. We had a great time. I'm like, that's totally fine. I get that. <laughs> I don't ever expect a relationship to last forever. Because you can't, you don't know what kind of person you're going to be in a year. You might be totally different. Call me old fashioned. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't see myself in this situation. This is just me talking about me. I don't see myself in that situation yeah, totally. where, you know what? Like, like when we're, let's say 20 years from now, you know, we're not 
sexually active as we are or anything like that. And it's just not popping. It doesn't mean that I don't love her. You know what I mean? Probably. So, so Probably. it's like, but, yeah, but I don't, Probably. but it doesn't mean that I'm going to, I just want to go out and like do something else. Like everyone has those primal totally. urges, you know what I'm saying? But it just, but it, I just mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm going to act on them though. I totally get that. I, I understand. But I also noticed that right down the street, act. there could be a family, or it's not a family, but like a couple who are like, say swingers. And they enjoy yeah. that. And that's how they, that's their group. Yes. That's fine. It's my, my oh. world is my world. I'm not trying to like throw my beliefs on everyone else. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And the thing is, we have to understand that it's a vestige of a, um, it's a, a vestige, which is going to be here, of a Christian country. That is what it is. It's the vestiges of a Christian country. Marriage is a Christian union. It's a religious thing. And it's been put into your brain for generations that this is the way you do things. And that those, those thoughts don't go away overnight. It will literally have to be evolved out because it has been drilled in. I mean, marriage is a religious union. Pretty interesting. Like as many people as that aren't religions, aren't religious, literally base a massive portion of their life on a religious institution. It's baffling to me. Oh, this will be such an interesting conversation. I was married Catholic. Okay. That's because she was raised yeah. Catholic, but she's uh-huh. not Catholic. <laughs> That's the thing. Her family's exactly. Catholic. It's, so yes, I understand what you're saying so about marriage weird. being a religious yeah. union, but I still believe in marriage, but I'm not the kind of guy that's going to be know like, because- you know, like I'm not that asshole that's going to be like, so have you two, are you two thinking about getting married yet? Like if I see someone that's together and they've been together, oh, no, so no, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have children? I'm not that guy. Like, you know, do what you get. You got to do you. What if you're not religious, what's the point of marriage? Because I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. You can do that without marriage. That's true. But I just decided to get married. <laughs> I don't know. Because my parents were married. I don't know. I see. I, no, listen. I'm not arguing you. But I'm not arguing you. I'm just saying, like, to me, it's normal. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's my yes, definition it's a, it's, of, of, I don't even like using the word normal anymore. Everyone's so goddamn sensitive, but no, it's just, that's my norm. Like that's my, my totally. grandparents stayed married until my grandmother died. Exactly. My parents were yes. married until my father died. It's just, it just yes. feels right to me. You know what I mean? So I, I'm Bingo. proud of my ring on and my finger, bro. Uh, yes. That's, that's just the way it is. It's so, no, it's sh- That's what I'm saying. There's nothing bad about it. It's just a great it's a great commentary on how strong religion is in the country without people even knowing it. It has been so well driven in that it's just like, no, it's not religious. This is just the way life is. And I'm like, wow, but it all goes back to religion. But it's just like now it's so drilled in that it's a way of life. It's, that's the interesting thing for me. And I think I'm going to be the first probably, I know in my line, probably me and Favon. No, Favon's going to get married, but probably me, only me, and maybe Uncle Phil. But anyway, um, that just are going to be like, you know, what if we don't? Because my whole family is a family of marriage. There's nothing wrong with that, though. No, not at all. But I'm saying when they go back generations from now, be like, when did we stop getting married? They're going to be able to link it to me. <laughs> I'd be like, that weirdo is the one that started this weird thing. And Maj, I don't know. Maybe Maj doesn't. Um, the way I teach them about marriage is different from the way that my mom taught me about marriage. And, you know, because I was taught in a very, 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 very strictly religious uh, house about what marriage is. Um, and I'm teaching Maja differently. It's not a, you know, a woman does not 
you know, she's not necessarily, she doesn't have to follow you. You're not the ruler of your wife. It's just not yeah. what it's going to be, you know? If you get married, you're ruler of your woman. No. I'm like, you know, he knows it's okay if he never That's does That's what it. you think? If he never. You think if, so you're saying I'm the ruler of Gail? Here's the thing. In a marriage, in, well, I'm talking about biblically. Oh, okay. That's what oh, I was biblically. taught. Okay. From the Bible. Yeah, biblically, you are the leader of your household and what you say goes. I'm saying, because that shit don't fly at this you house, man. Like, we're just. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. We're very much equal. No. I mean, if you said that you got in a fight with Gail, I'd be like, uh, how are you doing? Because I know she took you for sure. She has strong upper arms. Oh, physically? A physical fight? Oh, for yeah, sure. Oh, knows? Oh, for sure. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jay? I've seen her. She's hugged me, and I'm like, e-. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Steve? <laughs> you want to know what I'm talking about? Talking well, about stuff we watched. <laughs> like, we should probably get back there at some point. Oh, you know what? It's funny. I got to get out of here soon. <laughs> All right. Guys, this has been a weird fucking show. I, this is not our norm. I, I like the conversation. This, you made it's me, just not our normal you format. Made me feel, you made me feel better. Even though my throat still hurts, you make me feel. And like, I know when I'm at work tonight and I don't have Dan to talk to, that's when everything's going to be like, oh, no, we're bored. The only thing we can think about is how sick we are. And it's going to be rough, dude. This was my highlight of the day. I don't even know how we get back to doing what we were doing here, but let's. I'm just going to give quick rundowns now, all right? We'll, 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 uh, we'll wrap it, it up, because I still have some news if you okay. have time for it. If not, then I wasted my time. I got, I got 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. why do I waste my time? All right. So, but we still have to we still have to do an after dark something after dark. What am I talking about? A pregame sometime this week. Okay. <laughs> Kill me. We do. All right. When I when I recover, we really do have to do one. Okay. Uh I mean, we do. We do. Okay. We have to. We have to do one. All right. <laughs> I think we should do a pregame is what I'm saying. All right. I'm going to wrap it up with uh what I've <laughs> Dude, you... <laughs> Making me fucking nuts today, Hudson. I'm telling you. All right, Dan. I don't. I don't have like any energy. Waking up. Doing I don't this. have any energy to talk. Like, but I'm gonna I fucking know, derail this I show. Always, you run it, Dan, and then I I'm gonna know. derail I, it. I am. <laughs> and now I got ten minutes. It's like we. So all that work you did, I got ten minutes, but I wanted to derail it. So it's like we freaking. It's like I woke up and in the same thing happened again. Oh my god, this is an awkward show. It is. I'm just being honest. All right. I love it. Glad you do. Uh. You know what? Fuck it. I don't want to talk about anything else anymore. How's that? We're done talking about stuff we watched. Because it is, it's just it's stupid to have this conversation and then just be, I did and then wa- be like, oh, and by the way, I, did want to I talk watched about I Am the Night. <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay. But you know what's funny, G? What's that? I think that it was very enlightening for someone that's listening. I think someone that's listening is going to either A, be very mad at me, or B, being like. I don't think they'd be mad at one of us. Uh, not you, because most people think like you, right, about this subject. I think they're going to write in and be like, well, actually, they're going to, well, actually me, for sure. But we live in a world of actuallys. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's just, that's just the True. thing. You, you throw something out there, there's always going to be someone that goes, well, actually, like, that's just a given. And I don't even care. We're just talking. I'm just saying to me, and I'm not even mad about it. It just seems pointless to go from what we were just talking about, which I still to this, I, I know we were talking about. <laughs> like religion, evangelist, uh, stumps to legs, and then we That's got That's how to... it went. Yes. Yes. Religion. Yeah. That's how it happened. Hold on a second, Steve. Hold on. And you Hold said on real quick. G- Hold on. Yeah. Oh, I hear them. I hear yeah. 
Okay, so I'm just going to oddly swing things back after that conversation and just finish up okay. what I was talking about. Okay, fair enough. We'll be really quick about uh-huh. it. So this week I watched I Am The Night. I thought I'd talk about it because I did watch both episodes. Uh, directed by Patty Jenkins, at least some of the episodes are. Stars Chris Pine and it also mm-hmm. stars uh, India Isley, who plays Fauna Hodel. Fauna Hodel is this young girl who was given up by her birth mother, Steve, and she sets out to uncover the secrets of her past and ends up following a sinister trail, Steve, that swirls closer to a gynecologist who happens to be her grandfather, who may or may not be responsible for the Black Dahlia slaying. That's what this is about. So we're t- okay. what we're talking about, so this is based on fact. This is um, regarding George Hodel, who was a famous Los Angeles gynecologist. Uh, she goes to see her grandfather. We're, we haven't really gotten there yet as far as episode two goes, um, but she goes to see her grandfather. And like I said, he may or may not be responsible for this. There is a reporter by the name of Jay Singletary, who's played by Chris Pine, who is a, a junkie. And he's just kind of like a down on his luck reporter. And he has once already tried to tackle this case of George Hodel. He failed miserably and it ended up like totally ruining his whole credibility about things. So he's now taking those like, go, hey, go and see a, a starlet screwing a producer. You know, just he's taking all these things that, that people are just giving him to, to work, basically. But he's all heroined out and uh, he, he thinks that there's a case involved with this here. So he gets this this call from um, Fauna's mom who says that, you know, she tells him the ties to George Hodel. He goes off on this case and he's like following her around now. So but that's what it's about. There's. I think this is going to turn out to be a really good show because I'm very interested in the Black Dahlia murder and I, I don't know exactly how it's all going to play out just yet. But it seems like her grandfather, who they've shown like in the in the trailers and whatnot, there's like people wearing masks and shit. And I think they have it's like I think it's like 1947. So they go to these like Los Angeles parties where people are wearing masks and doing who knows what, man, like it's um you know, that secret society kind of stuff. I think there might be some sacrifices yes, yes. going on. I'm not entirely sure. But this show intrigues me. I thought it was kind of cool that Patty Jenkins is still working with Chris Pine. Um, I like it. I'm going to continue to watch it. I was thinking you would watch this one for some reason. I don't know why you didn't, but uh, you've been busy with a lot of shit, looks like. huh? You've watched all kinds of stuff. But um, I recommend... Me, I haven't even touched yet. Yeah, I know. I think you should watch this one, man. I'm going to go ahead and just loosely rate this one. I'm going to give it so far out of two episodes that I've seen. I'll give it a three out of five. I don't think it's... I think it's definitely worth watching, but it can derail, possibly, hmm. but I think it's worth watching. I actually did like... So it's two... Go ahead. No, so it's two episodes only? Two episodes. is it all dumped? No, no, no. It's not dumped. It comes on TNT and it's just, it's a weekly thing. I know. Okay. I know. It's hard, man. I'm not used can't. to this. I'm not used to this. Yeah. Thing. No, it's a mini series, okay. much like how Dirty John was. It's just this mini series that they're dropping, but it, it seems really good so far. I'm with you. So I'm into it. Three out of five on that one there. And then lastly, the one that I want to talk about was something that they showed right after the Super Bowl. It was only on for 24 hours, to the best of my knowledge. Based on the 2011 movie Hannah, we're talking about Hannah, the series that's going to be coming on Amazon Prime. Did you get a chance to watch that? The movie I have. Yeah. What did you think of it? The show I have not. I like the movie a lot, but I like, man, I can never say her name. I right. think it's Saoirse. Sors- I think it's Saoirse Ronan. Is it Source? So, okay. I love, I thought that movie was fantastic. I walked out being like, yes. And I thought there was going to be a sequel, but I guess this is what they're doing. Yeah, that's the thing. Now, I saw the Hannah, the movie, not too long ago, and I totally thought that too. Like, okay, this is setting up for a sequel. I don't know if it didn't make enough money or what, because there's certain questions that didn't get answered. It goes to say that, yeah, they're going to go ahead and do a sequel on it. I'm thinking that they're going to answer these in the series. That's what I think. And it's really- And this girl definitely, she has a look like her too. She has that look. She's got an interesting look, but she I don't think she looks anything like Cersei Ronan. She has a uh, 
what I like about her, she seems a little more feral, if you will, because, you know, this one starts off where it shows um, her father, Eric, or is it her father? Who knows? Stealing her from like this orphanage. And then like it shows the chase that you didn't see in the movie. And then, you know, he raises her out in the woods and he teaches her to be like, I, at first I thought for some reason when, when I saw the preview for it, I thought she was going to be like an assassin. She's, I guess she technically could be, but she's just a total badass that can defend herself. But I think that this one is actually fleshing out the story a little bit more. I like it. I think it's going to be very good, even though I've only seen the first hour of it. The whole thing drops in March and it's coming on Prime. But um, I'm totally in on this one, man. I think the acting is excellent. I think, I think. Her, uh, the, the girl that plays Hannah is Esme Creed Miles. I think I might like her a little bit more. Maybe. I like the way that this is going so far. And is she, is, are they starting from, are they starting from the ending of the movie or are they starting from Jump? No, no, no. It's not like a sequel series. It's like they're starting from Jump again, but they're giving you more. That's what I'm saying. They're fleshing out oh, what was in the movie. Wow. So okay. that leads me to believe that you know, being that it's a series now, we had two hours to kind of tell the story in, in the 2011 Hannah. I think this is going to tell the story that it meant to tell for whatever reason the sequel wasn't made. I think we're going to get that now. So I'm fully in, man. Like, okay. you know, I think that Prime is doing some really amazing shit now. They're getting some great shows. Uh, I was not one that really liked the whole, um, I can never remember, Jack Ryan. I just couldn't get into Jack Ryan, but that's just me. I think I'm a minority on that. I like yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah. I'm not even knocking it. It just wasn't for me. But I think there are some great shows on here, man. Like Sneaky Pete's fantastic. You know, there's a bunch. Oh, so good. This dude. one is going to be up there. Did you watch both seasons of Sneaky No, I have, I, I have not seen the second season okay. yet, but I really okay. liked it. And it was per okay. your recommendation. But um, yeah, definitely check out Hannah when it comes out. I think you might be able to see it elsewhere. Don't quote me on that, but I'm sure there's a way you could actually check out the first episode. But I know you like to binge. So if you just want to wait another month, you're going to have everything on Prime and it'll probably drop all at the same time. But a lot of action. Like she's a real badass. And you can see direct scenes that they've taken from the movie like oh yeah i see what they're doing here but they do it just a little bit i'm not saying better it's just more fleshed out and it tells a little bit more of the story so um yeah i'm I'm fully in on this one man hannah's gonna be good and i'm gonna give hannah this is stupid i got i don't like my rating system today but i'm gonna go ahead and give hannah uh i'm giving hannah 3.5 out of 5 no if i gave 3.75 to russian doll i'm giving 3.75 to hannah uh, out of five Snickers bars, bro. That's what I'm giving it, and that makes sense. In the trust me, it makes Snickers sense. Snickers, bro. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. they satisfy. Right, right, right. And you said three. You said three point five. I'm going three seven five. Almost a classic. This one may be. Okay. This one may be. Maybe, perhaps. Okay. perhaps. I'm not changing it, but perhaps I was a little over generous on Russian Doll. I really liked Russian Doll, but now that I'm talking about it, I enjoyed Hannah much more based off of one episode. Because it made me go, oh, shit. So, play. Oh, there's only one episode. So, yeah. Well, yeah, there's only one episode, but Russian Doll had more, so they deserve, it deserves it the earned thing it. you gave it because it had more. I think it earned it, yeah. yeah. But but I'm saying as far as like a first watch, this this definitely is more my taste. Like there was no question on whether I would like it or not. This was definitely for me versus Russian Doll where I had to sort of find out along the lines that it was for me. So you want me to watch Hannah? Oh, definitely. One episode. I mean, if you don't want to, that's entirely up to you. But no, like no, I said, no. You I'm can asking wait. you: Is it worth watching the one episode or wait? Um, I think it's up to you. But I don't even know if you can watch it. If you do, you might have to get a little creative about it. Is what I'm getting at to see it because it was supposed Did to they be take it off. Of Prime it was already? only for 24 hours. Yeah, but it seemed to me like Five. it was up a little bit longer. That's what I'm getting at. Sorry, I just knocked that's something what she over. Said. That's what she did. She did say that, Steve. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> fucking wacko. Do we have time to talk about news real quick? Uh, I have three minutes. Three minutes. So Steve just notified me that we have three minutes left, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and just do the news real quick. All right, Steve, are you ready for the news? Let's do this shit. Go for it. Jordan Peele. Let's talk about that real quick. So Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone is going to be airing in April. I'm a little disappointed because it's going to be airing in April on CBS All Access. Another Boo. another streaming series that we have to get. Not real happy about that, but I am excited to see it. I might have to be a little deviant or maybe someone's going to have to hook me up with the uh, subscription. But I definitely want to check this one out. It looks great. They did a Super Bowl commercial. And I guess Jordan Peele's totally taken on the persona of the original... Um, Oh, God, I just yes. fucking blanked. Sorry. Rod Serling is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. Just completely taking on that persona because he's definitely going with that aspect. It looks good. I've seen nothing. I've seen no previews of what's to come, but it looks good and intriguing. I'm just very disappointed that's on CBS All Access. Cosign. Chris Pratt says there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's still happening, Steve. He says that he he doesn't know when it's going to happen. But it's gonna happen. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll yeah. Quit, I mean, yeah. you know, it's gonna happen. Disney's got that wants that money. Yeah, we all. Yeah, they sure. didn't build a, a ride for it in the park for nothing. But uh, exactly, there was some talk, some whispers of maybe Taika Waititi taking over for the directing. He's like, Nah, I'm not having it. I don't want to do that one. Yeah, he's straight up. I now. think that yep. I think it's in, not necessarily protest. Well, maybe it is in protest. I think that Disney did James Gunn a wrong in this situation here because if you. And I don't want to go off on another thing because we'll have to make this quick. But if you take some of the things that other actors have done and you compare them to what James Gunn has done, kind of the same. That's all I'm saying. But Brian Singer is has another movie already. You know, so where where do our morals lie? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm getting at. Good Lord, yeah. dude. How is he still working? And ju- anyway, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not going to. Disney's a crazy beast. Fest. You can't argue with him, man. But anyway, Taika Waititi is not taking on the role of director for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. More to come on that, I think. But he is has he does have some involvement, though, in Star Wars The Mandalorian that's coming out on yet another streaming service, Disney+, Plus. which again, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do all these, but they're taking over the I'm world. watching that shit, they're though. They're taking over the I don't care how I'm watching watching that because that's just that's my joint so will i though that's my joint i gotta watch it um here's the other thing speaking of disney they promise that marvel will continue to make r-rated deadpool movies they say it might not be in the mcu but they're still going to make these so that you know i'm curious to see how this goes and if they're going to actually retract that statement later on but it seems like deadpool is a a cash cow so they got to figure out a way to do this somehow you know what i mean oh for sure i agree for sure uh, Ryan Reynolds is never taken there. He's never going to leave that Disney money. If they made it PG, he'll put on the suit. Oh yeah. He's going to get paid either way, but I just think that it'd be, yeah, he's, he's not going to walk away and be like, I'm done. No, Disney, the checks that Disney like writes out, he'll do it. He's going to do, he'll be like Deadpool rated G cartoon, put on your, he'll put on that suit and be like, Hey, I, my, I'm, I'm set for generations, but I do believe the rated R is such a cash cow. They're going to do rated R and they're going to do PG 13. They're going to just make two versions. Done. Do I have time for one more? I think it's important. Yes, you do. All right. So the last piece of news I'm going to give you guys in the speed round is, and this is important to me. All right. Sundance Festival was last weekend and uh, Wu-Tang Clan was there. RZA and Ghostface Killer, the team up because they're going to make a movie, guys, called Angel of Dust. And uh, what they were there doing originally was uh, there's a Hulu series coming out called Of Mikes and Men's about the Wu-Tang Clan. And they were there to support that. But they announced that they're also doing Angel of Dust. Now, what is important to me about this, guys, is that how much I love Summer of 84. Guess what? We have the writing team of Matt Leslie and Stephen J. Smith back. I think that's dope. I think those two working together. Now, 
I don't know if you recall, Steve, but Matt Leslie actually had some uh, writing to do, or excuse me, he had some involvement with um, Straight Outta Compton. I think he's got enough street cred where he can actually make this work. You know what I mean? But I think those two together, I'm actually very curious to see what they do with this one here because their writing style is so different. They, they can go wholesome, but they can go dark at the same time. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do when you add Ghostface Killer, who is the creator of this, and then it's getting directed by RZA. But it's a really weird combination that I want to see. This movie's scheduled to come out in 2020. I'm trying to find a premise on it, but I don't think there's really much on it yet. But more to come on that one there. That movie is called Angel of Dust. I'm very excited about it. I'm hoping to get another interview again. I actually congratulated them on Twitter. They're like, oh, yeah, when it comes out, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So that means that Well, that's it for this show, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 54 was an odd uh, one. Sorry. But what'd you do? You snorting on me, Steve? This guy's all snotty on the yes, other side. Yes, I'm sorry. It's starting. Yes, all of a sudden, it started like draining. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Well, dude, I hope you feel better soon. Um, we'll, we'll have to we'll Thank have you. to meet up next week and talk about this stuff and and do a longer show because guys, we have just recently been talking about. Let me give you a little bit of backstory. We have been talking about uh, lengthening the show a little bit. I don't know if that means going back to pregame and then doing the regular show or not. We're still talking about that, but there's going to be more Heroes of Noise coming out to you very soon. So with that, Steve, um, I think we're done. Yes, people. Thank you for bearing with me. I have not been my normal self today, but Dan, as awesome as he is all the time, he has taken it up yet another notch to carry this show. I appreciate it. Next time, I'm going to give you my full on Steve laugh, handle that business because I'm your boy. But anyway, the next voice you're going to be hearing is the dude, Danathan the Manathan. Holla at your boy, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. All right, guys. This is Dan. Hey, listen, can't win them all, right? I don't know where this show is going to fall in the rankings of the Heroes of Noise episodes, but here you go. You've had it. We're going to be back next week. Guys, thank you for listening. As always, be good to yourself. Be good to one another. My name is Dan Ramirez. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. (laughs) 